Gemfest Quality Tanzania Limited Production. Yellow Bazana. Expectation. fun storm in the castle what's up motherfuckers this is banana laser we are fucking back in the studio get ready to fucking have you know bananas thrown at your ear bulbs and because we're gonna blow shit up my name is matt with zell if you're nasty and with me as always is the guy that i'm always outside of his house holding a boombox Playing Peter Gabriel is Dave Z. What the fuck is up, Dave Z? Buongiorno, bitches. <laughs> That's right. Wow. Whoa. Staying in pace with the show. You know, I, so. I, I, I didn't know you were bi. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm fucking bi, tri, fucking all of it. <laughs> What's up, Wazelle? What's up, fucking everybody out there? It's been way too long, as yep. far as I'm concerned. Yeah, way too long. Yeah, uh, we're back, and we're we're here in the studio. Happy to do a show. We fucking love this shit. Uh, thanks to all the the new listeners out there, and everybody in Banana Laserland. Uh, love you guys, and we're here. We're here to do it. Let's fucking do it. Get ready for some potassium to explode all over you. Because <laughs> we're bringing it. We're bringing it. So, yeah. Dave, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. It's yeah. great to be back. Uh, fucking. And once again, to the listeners, thank you so much. Because, you know, we just got the horophilia news the other day. And we got four in the top six. And, man. That is incredible. I can't right? believe that. How? How? <laughs> I don't fucking know. It's overwhelming, and it, and it, it feels good, you know? So, we're doing so, something right. You yeah, know, like some this. would say we're riding some coattails, you know? Some some, some would might say. say. <laughs> some might say, but I'll tell you what. We're fucking, we're going to keep it keep it going, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of riding coattails, though, uh, I want to get into this at the top of the show uh, before we do anything else, and that is, first of all, I didn't say it the last show, but congratulations to uh, Paul Sweat. I believe that's how you say your name, Paul Sweat, for for Her winning. Name? 
Herb? His Paul? his name. Did I oh, say her? Okay, I thought I thought I was all fucked up. Oh my god! <laughs> Poor guy. I, oh. I don't even remember. Paul Sweat. Okay, pa- I thought Paul maybe Sweat. Paul on. I heard it wrong. Okay. Oh my god, no. Okay, sorry, Not Paul. Keith Sweat. Sorry. <laughs> Getting real sexy. Um, yeah, Paul Sweat, he won the fucking Evil Dead Blu-ray giveaway that we did a couple episodes ago. Congratulations to him. And speaking of giveaways, uh, we're starting a new one right this fucking second. Can Woo. you believe it? I mean, how much shit can we give away? Right? Holy fuck. Next thing you know, I'm, uh, I'm going to be giving my... Nah, forget it. <laughs> yeah, don't give that away. But anyways, <laughs> okay, you guys may or may not know. I know we got a lot of crossover fans for the Skeleton Crew show. Uh, if you are not listening to the Skeleton Crew show, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, Holy shit. Uh, they're, they're on Horophilia. Uh, they have the three craziest best hosts in, in all of podcasting. Uh, they do the fucking the best interviews. I mean, seriously, what, what are some of the interviews? They did Bill Mosley, Adam Green twice. Yeah, right? Uh, Twice. Uh, Fuck it. Two times with him. Isn't uh, that something? Linda Blair. You know, they got these great interviews. Uh, they do the, I mean, some of the best retrospectives I've ever heard. Uh, oh, yeah. Psycho, you know, being the top of the food chain on that. They got, I agree. Yeah, yeah te- right. Texas Chainsaw. You know, they just got, dude, they're, they're just knocking it out of the park. So, anyways, uh, I'm a huge fan of them. I made some T-shirts uh, for the show. Uh, I tried to sell them. Nobody wants to buy them, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Maybe so- now they will because remember I made an appearance on, on the last show. No, uh, yeah, okay. Maybe well- <laughs> they will try to buy them. Though. Maybe, maybe I'll help. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. But listen, uh, back to the skeleton crew. I had a great time with them. Thanks again. Yeah. But I got to tell you, there's nothing like I, I did that. I did a few other things too while we were gone, but there's nothing like being back in the fucking laser lounge. Nothing. The Laser Lounge. Love it. Yeah, This is the place to be. There's no place I'd rather be than right here right now. Yeah, all the bananas you can eat. I mean, seriously. Come that, on. that too, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right la- lasers and bananas. It makes sense, people. Come yeah, on. Yeah, believe it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so anyways, I made these shirts for the crew. Uh, like them, love them, whatever. So I got, I got some leftovers. So what I want to do is give some of these away to the people. Okay, I know this is Banana Laser, but I got Skeleton Crew shirts. We'd love that show. Uh, we hope you love that show. You should. If you don't, you're, I don't know, maybe a moron. But anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I want to give them away. So this is what we're going to do. I'm not going to tell you how many I'm giving away. I'm just giving away some. I'm giving away multiple shirts here, people. Okay, but this is what I want you to do. I want you to uh, pick up your phone. I want you to call our banana laser line, okay? And I want you to tell us why you love, why you hate anything, why you love or hate the skeleton crew, why you love or hate banana laser, but something along that lines. And I will pick, or Dave and I will pick the um, uh, the best ones of the bunch, the ones that really deserve it, the most enthusiastic voicemails. And we'll, we'll mail out some shirt, some shirts. Yeah, be creative, people. Please. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So uh, have the, fucking fun with it, like we do when we're on the air. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm having fun right now. You know, absolutely. It's a, it's a blast. So they should so, be doing it too. <laughs> the number, <laughs> the number is three one four seven two zero eight eight four 
two. I will say it again. 314-720-8842. Call that number. Leave a voicemail. Why do you love the Skeleton Crew and you just might get a shirt? Do it now. Yeah, fuck. Get on that shit. Yeah, stop the show. Turn it off. Go to the phone. Leave a message. And then, boom. Maybe a shirt will be in your possession. Who knows? But be warned. Be warned. I might play that shit on the air. Oh, yeah. We intend to play a lot on the air. I fucking... (laughs) As long as it's not a prank. Because we've had enough fucking... We plug the phones back in. Luckily, so far, so good. Knock on fucking wood for this show. But, yes, we want to play some on the air. Because it's fun. Oh, boy. The fucking dogs again. (laughs) Shut them dogs up. Hey, Dave, who let those dogs out? (laughs) (laughs) Those sons of bitches. You guys better chill out. You know why they did that, don't you? Uh, uh, no. Oh, you don't know why? Watch. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) The one time they didn't fucking do it, I make a fake knock. Unbelievable. They fucking made liars out of me. No food for you, bitches. Wow. (laughs) But no, it's true. The dogs. Oh, they heard me say food. All right. Get they heard you say me. food. Oh, my get God. Get them out of the room. Come on. Yeah, get get them out of the fucking uh, laser lounge here. <laughs> exactly. They don't belong. Go, Go slip on. slip them a banana or something and something. send them on their way. So... <laughs> <laughs> the show's gone to the dogs, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of started there. But anyways... Um, all right, so now that Voice that... Voicemails. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Please yeah. leave them. And you know what? Don't just leave them for that. We want voicemails and emails and shit anyway. Because if they're good and they're entertaining, we're going to put them on. So what the fuck? Get on the air. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, like you said, our email is bananalaser at gmail.com. So go there. Yeah, go there. Yeah, send us all your crazy thoughts, you know. Send us pictures of your bananas, you know, whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Bring it on, man. Yeah, yeah, we're crazy fucks. That's you for know. sure. We yes. like that shit. Um, so yeah, so let's, uh, let's get into it. Let's get into the bulk of the show. Uh, Mr. Z and I, we'd love Italian horror. We're we're not afraid to say it. We fucking love that shit. So yeah, we want to do, uh, we want to do a couple, uh, Italian horror movies for you guys, but we still have yet to decide what they're going to be. Right. So we, we don't even know what we're going to fucking talk about right now. So what we've decided is we're making a little money with the show now. Don't ask me how, but we're, <laughs> you know, somehow with the podcast, we're making money. I don't get it either. And, uh, see, hey, we're the, pimping out them dogs. The dog, the dog agrees with me. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're making money. I, I, I had, uh, I had producer Pete build for us. <laughs> A fucking uh, wheel of horror, and he's gonna wheel that in for us right now. Hey, Pete, Pete, produce, yeah, come on, bring in that, bring in that fucking wheel, right now. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, this motherfucker is huge. Yeah, yeah. well, fucking a, dude. He's, he's he's in control of the dogs too. He's not doing a good job with it. <laughs> yeah, right there. Hopefully, right. <laughs> put, put it right there. Yeah. Okay, I can reach it now. That's perfect. Okay, the wheel is in now. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to continue our walk through the 80s. Uh, <laughs> uh, cue, cue the music for that. We do, do we have music for that? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Laser Kasem, and we're walking <laughs> through the 80s. Coming up after the first review, 
we have a long distance listener dedication. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be great. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, walk through the eighties. We're continuing that. We're on 1984. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to reach up over here. I'm going to set this fucking wheel. Nice. Okay, get there on we go. Good, 1984. Spin. Go on. There we go. Now, now, now. Cue the I'm Van Halen all... music, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm also, here, since we want to do Italian, I'm going to turn this knob right here. I'm going to click, click that on Italian. Okay. There we go. Italian. We're doing now, Italian this week. I got set on 1984. I got set on Italian horror. Come on, Dario. Uh, come on, come on, come on. Come on. My <laughs> name's on Dario. Damn it, my man. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll see. Dave, Dave, why don't you go ahead and give that fucking thing a spin, and we'll see what we land on. All right, let me see if I can fucking cue it up to Dario. God damn it. <sighs> oh, shit. You gave, oh, my God. That might not stop for a while. Holy shit. Here we go. Okay. And all right. I really okay. It landed on a 1984 flick <laughs> directed by uh, Lucio Fulci, uh, and that is Murder Rock, aka <laughs> Dancing Death. Dancing a- Death, yes. <laughs> aka Slash Dance. Son of a bitch! You stole my joke. I was gonna slash dance too. Oh! Well, at least we think alike. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Why the Uh, fuck wasn't it slash dance? Are you kidding me? I, I, dude, I do love Murder Rock though. I mean, Murder Rock. (laughs) Murder Rock is cool, but come on, slash dance. How the fuck could you? It sounds like a trauma release. I'll give you that, but I mean, shit. Cash in. Yeah, slash dance. That's definitely. That's definitely good. So, okay, let's talk about this movie now. We spun the wheel. Um, This movie is basically, it takes place in New York, uh, and it's about about a dance. It's not a school, right? It's it's about a dance troupe or whatever the fuck you want to call it. No, it is a school. It's a school? Okay, it's about a dance school, and... uh, and there's a there's a murderer in the school. It's like a giallo where where, where you don't know who the murderer is. It you is see, a giallo. You yeah. see what you see like POV shots of yep. the murderer and stuff like that. And um, and so all these dancers are getting knocked off, and and you don't know who the murderer is. And you, you got to kind of piece it together, and it's fun, you know, while you're seeing all these murders and stuff going on. So, um, <laughs> that on top of there being some sweet, sweet dance moves and <laughs> <laughs> and and a whole lot of wacky, wacky jabacky music. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, like the, the okay, it it opens up and it has uh, it has a dance scene f- for the credits. Okay, and I, and it has some break dancers, and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, this is cool. I'm all bored, and then it cuts to like the opening scene, and that's a dance scene. I'm like, okay, the first fucking. 15 minutes is like a dance scene in this uh-huh. fucking movie but <laughs> it's a lot of dancing yeah dude okay how about that the, the the first song whenever the fucking girls are dancing uh in their studio and it's so catchy and so terrible at the same time <laughs> i i was singing it for i mean since i first saw the movie i was singing it for days after that <laughs> 
<laughs> really? Can you kick me a lyric or no? Yeah, it's yeah. Well, sure, no problem. Here we go. It's like paranoia's coming your way. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, it was fucking wow. hilarious. I like the actually the beginning, even though it's cheesy. When they were showing New York City and the dance clubs and the break dancers, and it was totally fucking, it was cheesy and it was, oh, 80, it, was good. it was great. They played that other song and they were they were going, uh, tonight is your night. Yeah, it's so good to be alive. That shit. Oh man, <laughs> it's so it's so cheesy, but it was like it's like so catchy and it's, I'm like I'm humming it, even though I don't know the words or anything. I'm like humming the shit for like a couple of days afterwards. <laughs> and I thought honestly. I thought the whole movie was gonna have that that type of flavor to it, where it was gonna be a movie where, even though it was Fulci, and I'm not a huge Fulci fan to begin with, even though I love Giallo's, I thought it was gonna be a movie that was completely ridiculous, just because of the first like 10, 15 minutes. That it was gonna be a movie that it was that you appreciate it because it's so bad it's good. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The- I don't appreciate it for that at all. It, 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 the, the tone changes. I, granted, there's some yeah. shit, but the first 15 minutes. It's kind of off the hook with cheese, you know. Oh uh, yeah, it, it's basically the music. I mean, yeah. the, you know, yeah. it, it's so cheesy with the music, it kind of and throws you off. News, you know, it's dated yeah. as fuck. You know. Oh, absolutely. And if you <laughs> if you guys don't know, if you guys aren't a fan of Italian horror, there's a specific type of stuff that happens in <laughs> Italian horror that runs through most of it, uh, such as. Uh, yeah, even though this this is set in New York, you know, it's definitely an Italian production. Uh, uh, like, like everything is dubbed. Even if they're speaking English, it's fucking dubbed. Always, yeah. You know, they always do that shit, you know. Uh, some people are really turned off by it. Uh, you know, I don't care. You know, the, the, I'm attracted to it. I'm yeah, there. the dubbing. Yeah, exactly. It's kind yeah. of a it's kind of a weird thing that I'm interested in. You know, it doesn't turn me off at all. There's weird stuff like that. It being a giallo, um, uh, there's definite uh, thing. You know, it's basically an Italian slasher. And so uh, a lot of the same things happen in these giallo movies where it's like you don't know who the killer is. You see these POV shots of them killing people. It's very unique to that style of filmmaking. So if you're not already prone to, like, to liking that stuff then you might be totally you know we're making fun of it but we like this shit and you might be totally uh, uh thrown off from it you know what i mean Who yeah knows? it's not for everybody no yeah it's not, it's not for everybody but most of the time uh the gore and the kills and yes. and and the style of it are, are just so over the top that it's like not like stuff that you get here in america and i think that's why we like it that's why i like it you know? Well, yeah, and 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 it's they're always whodunits too. There's always a little the plot is a little. You yeah, know, you're trying to figure out who the killer is. Yeah, know? absolutely. So I mean, really, um, uh, I was, you know, with with this movie, it it's like that, but there is zero. <laughs> there's zero to little gore in this movie. There's almost no blood in this fucking movie. Uh, about halfway yeah. halfway through it, the first time I watched it, I was thinking like, like okay, this is like if it wasn't for seeing breasts the, almost the entire time. <laughs> yeah, we saw a few of those. Yeah. This this is like a fucking uh, this is like a lifetime murder mystery. <laughs> fucking murder. Serious, <laughs> seriously, I was right. like, 
I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, okay, this is Fulci. He did Zombie. Uh, he did Zombie 3. You know, it's going to be gore-tastic. Oh, he's, uh, he's had some gore-fests. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And Why but this was chopped up, I don't know. There's almost zero of that in this movie. And I, that, I think that's to the detriment of the film. I agree. Sure, it would definitely fucking go up at least half a star in, in our rating system. Yeah. Had it been gorier, but the thing is, the kills that were done, they were all done the same way. Because all the done the exact his, same yes, way. The guy yeah. had a signature way of doing it, so there really wasn't too much they could have done. Honestly, I don't even think it, it, this is a case of of it being hacked by. Um, no, you know, no, it was it was designed this censored. way. I, yeah, yeah. I think he, I way. think he, I think he wanted to tell more of a suspense uh, uh, story as opposed to like a, he wanted to get away from that. I, that's my guess. That's the only thing I could guess because yeah, it's the, unusual. Uh, to to describe the kills in this movie, uh, they're virtually all the same, and there's maybe four or five of them. But um, the killer that he stalks this these dancers, and he. He chloroforms them, and so they pass out. And then he, they're either naked or he rips open their shirt, and he takes a hat pin, you know, and very slowly, very meticulously, which is cool. I mean, oh, it yeah, was it, is cool. it, it was very cool, but he meticulously puts it in their chest, you know, around the breast region, and around the titties, and yeah. uh, and pierces their heart eventually. Yeah. That's why I'm assuming what he's doing. That's, yeah, that's when they say it too that he. Yeah. yeah, he pokes the heart. With so, yeah. w- which which is interesting, but at the same time, every murder is the same, and and there's no gore, which we've come to kind of expect the gore in these movies. Yeah, and so by the you know by the time the second kill happens, I'm like, wait, I just I just saw this. You know, yeah. th- this is not like Friday the Thirteenth where every kill is like something different. You know, this time he. He throws the sleeping bag up against the tree or, you know, whatever. You know, it's it's all different. You know, those movies are different. This one was all the same. It was more built around, you know, the mystery, I guess, of, of the movie. You know, did you feel that was enough to, like, carry the movie, the whole mystery of it all? I, You know, the mystery was okay. And it, it kept me, I don't want to say glued to the screen, but it kept me interested in the movie. And, yeah. But I really wish they would have done something besides the one method of kill. It would have been a, a a big boost overall to the movie if they did different things. I mean, like, like if it, if this was in our general movie, fuck, it, it would have been so much more going on. There would have been more creative kills. There would have been yeah. more to it. Uh, the best stuff about this was the dream sequence was kind of cool. The girl was dreaming, yeah, and they yeah, showed yeah. it, and you know. It was okay. I mean, the, the quality, the cinematography was okay. I mean, it was okay. You know what I mean? It, it was executed decently. It was just, I, I don't know why he went that way with every kill being the same. Dude, he's it... not my favorite, but he's had gore in movies before. Oh yeah, big time. And if and you're right. If it was Argento, even Argento yeah. do, does giallos where it's just a guy with a knife or mm-hmm. a switchblade or something like that. But still. Each one of the kills is different and intriguing enough, you know, to, to keep my interest. This one, even though I thought it was interesting, like the first kill was very, you know, it, it was, I don't, I guess pulse pounding, you know, kind of got me adrenalized. You know, it's like, okay, you know, this girl, this girl's just laying there. She's not fighting it because, you know, she was chloroformed. 
but it was still like cool and stylized, you know, the way it was done. But then that's it. After it that, it's like right. it's like you're going to repeat that, you know, three more times. No, I don't think so. I'm not going to give that to you. It's it's not interesting. You got to change right. it up. The plot was okay though. It was interesting because it w- it was good enough. Like I said, it was good enough to keep me interested in in who done it and what what their their motive was going to be. Because it was kind of cool. They come in there and they had the. Uh, the studio executives, I guess, if you will, were talking to the guy yeah. that runs the school, and they're there in their suits. Oh, he's a he's them. a fucking sleep. How many of those chicks was he sleeping with? Oh, yeah, I, that guy Dick. Yeah, he had I was under the impression yeah. he was sleeping with the majority of those girls, and right? Right. and it was like, okay, he's <laughs> clearly the fucking the lunatic who's sleeping with the girls and then killing them, right? I mean, that, and they alluded to it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the one scene, because what happens is, well, to, to get into the plot a little bit. Um, they're all dancing in the beginning. They're rehearsing this big number, and the executives ta- are talking to this guy. His name is Dick. Um, what the hell is his name? Whatever. Yeah, yeah Dick's good Dick enough. Dick Gibson. It's Gibson. Okay. Dick Gibson runs the show, and he has the, the right name, Dick. For more reasons <laughs> than one. Okay. Hey, so, Dick. Hey, Dick. <laughs> but call but me Dick. Richard. No, I'll call you Dick. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but he's Dick, and he runs the school or owns the school. Oh, whatever the fuck. And he's there with these executives, and the the the, the girl Candace, who becomes the lead girl, the lead instructor, finishes the, the the routine is finished. She comes out, and the executives are explaining to Dick that hey, um, you know they have to get a little bit better, but the best part is we only need three of the dancers, but yeah, yeah, we need yeah, them a right. couple weeks early because they're going on to something big. I don't know if it's Broadway or, but it's something big. But they're picking, they're they're going to select three dancers. For a real, you know, big time gig, for you know, for what these guys do for a living, so, you know, and the girl gets a wind of it, Candace. She goes, "You need three, and need them two weeks early, and yada yada." So, as the story progresses, it's the best dancers that are getting whacked, you know, and it's. Oh, is that of, what it was? Okay, I see. It, I, no, they, no, they no I didn't catch that. Once, they, they go, okay. Yeah, yeah, it, it was brought up in conversation two or three times that the, all the best dancers were the ones that were clearly going to be the ones that were selected. So that's why it it, it becomes it becomes such a whodunit because you know any of the dancers could have been jealous. Then there's the one, you know, there's the the one girl who used to be in charge, the black girl. What's her name? Um, starts with Margie or something. She used to be in charge, and this Candace girl came in and took over the class. So maybe she has a case of jealousy or something. Okay, now Dick, who's been known to have been messing around with at least one of them. So there goes the whodunit phase of it. Now you mentioned uh, what's her name? The the black Marjorie is that? Uh, Margie, I think her name. Margie. Is. Now she even does. She even tries to kill someone later in the movie and then blame it on the murderer. Is that? Is and that she what can't fucking... go through with it. Yeah, yeah okay. She, I... Yeah, Candace, the fucking... That the I thought was really good because... Yes, any... it was cool. Because I thought it, it was her at that point, obviously. Yeah, and it's like, okay, it's like there's there's murders going on. I want to kill someone. I'll just make it look like it's this serial killer and get away yeah. with it. <laughs> oh, <definitely laughs> yeah. But, but then she gets fucking busted and, yeah, it doesn't work out. And she says, I can't do it, and I thought I could kill, and I couldn't. Because, you know, they were beefing earlier. After the first murder happened, they were, they were beefing because the Candace, the girl Candace who took over the classes, 
you know, they're they're questioning everybody. She's like, well, you know, you're jealous because I took over. Yeah, that's right. I asked for you and yada yada and fucking Marjorie says something to her. She goes, why don't you just admit that you're the fucking killer? Or one of them said the thing to the other. They go, you're the killer. Or you're the you know what I mean? So, you know, they got a couple of fucking women bickering at each other, pointing the finger. Right. No one knows what's what. How about the... F- <laughs> Let me go back to the first kill because there isn't a whole hell of a lot to talk about except for like the last like 20 minutes. It's, uh, yeah, where, where the plot really, things actually happen. Right. But <laughs> did you realize that that message is coming on during the first girl getting killed and there's something audio over the speakers of this dance school and the lights are flashing on and off, which makes the kill convenient when it happens because you can't really see the killer. But lights start flashing on and off and they say, this is going to lock in 15 minutes. It's like the most fucking ridiculous security system. Do places actually have this? No, I saw that on the fucking uh, on the Nostromo and fucking Alien. They aren't made. Sense. Well, yeah, <laughs> right. That, that's not a dance school for girls. Right. Like what the fuck? Yeah, no, I know. It was okay. Okay, so basically, what happens? The school is going to get shut down in fifteen minutes. So the lights start flashing, you know, kind of in a slow heartbeat rhythm, right. and and it, it's like total darkness, lights on, total darkness, lights on, and yeah. then there's a voice saying, "Hey, the school's going to shut down." You know, here it's like the most ridiculous security system in the world. But I think the only reason it was there because it was a cool visual aesthetic uh, uh, to the kill. And you know, at the time, I'm like, "This is ludicrous! This is ludicrous!" And then the girl, the first girl, gets killed, and then immediately, bam! It cuts to the police uh, on the scene investigating. Right. And they have the they have the exact opposite. They have they have lights set up that are flashing, um, and flashing very bright, you know, to like take pictures and stuff like that. And it's kind of in the same rhythm as the as the lights going on and off. So it's kind of like a a, a, a yin and yang kind of thing. And I thought that That's was cool. Yeah, I thought that was kind of clever. You know, it, it's kind of ludicrous. You know, it makes no fucking sense. No, but, it doesn't. But stylistically, style. Yeah. Do <laughs> Did you notice she gets in the shower? Uh, yeah. Well, obviously you noticed that because that's what sure. she, she's fooling around with a guy. Yeah, she right? whips him out. Yeah. Yes. And she's like, we better get the fuck out of here. A guy in the girls' locker area, get out of here. Now the message comes on. You have 15 minutes to go. This it's woman t- gets time in to the shower. shower with 10 minutes to go. Who the yeah, fuck sure. would put themselves in that position? Well, I only got 10 minutes to shower. Now, it's a woman, mind you. Not even a fucking guy who can shower in five minutes. She's going to yeah. go in there. She just finished dancing and sweating. She's going to go in there and, and shower and, and get the fuck out in 10 minutes. Why would you put yourself in that position? Hey, hey, I'm glad she did. It was the first 10 minutes oh, of the yes. movie. I'm like, hey, we got boobs. All right. We got we, boobs. We, we got, got boobs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm sorry, you were talking about something about stylistically. Uh, yeah, you know how lots of these Italian movies. I mean, we're fans of these, and and lots of times these movies are more about style over over plot or substance uh, in the actual movie. And and I don't necessarily fault them for that, but here. You know, I wanted a little more uh, substance with the movie. I mean, it, to me. It just didn't have enough going on to keep me interested. I mean, you know, if the kills were there, 
I probably right. would have held on, but since yep. the kills were all the same, and it was, you know, even by the the last thirty minutes where stuff starts really kicking in, uh, I, I was still kind of disinterested. So, I don't know. I got okay in the second half when that yeah. stuff kicked in with uh, Candice and uh, because think about the way it happened. I mean, you know, actually, I have to talk about that flash dance knockoff scene because it's just. <laughs> That was brilliant. I mean, come I mean, on. holy my, shit. Uh, my 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 girlfriend. Uh, she you know she teaches dance and she grew up being a dancer and so uh, for her to sit down and watch a movie like this with me uh, is, is pretty funny. <laughs> Every time something like that comes on screen, I'm like, is this is this how you guys really do it? Is this how you dance? Is this <laughs> is this what happens? Because if so, I'm coming to the rehearsals more. Right. <laughs> But that girl, holy fuck! The first girl's name was Susan. She gets whacked, and suspicions aroused, right? And that happens. And then the how about the fact the guy goes to the other girl's house? Remember, he was her right. boyfriend, kind of, and he goes to her roommate's house, and they go in there, and the fucking bird gets killed. <laughs> you oh, know what yeah. I'm talking about? The no. bird gets killed by a pig no, the I... same way the girls are getting killed. Oh yeah, what the fuck was that all about? <laughs> I don't know, but for some reason he vanishes while this goes on. Oh, and then God. the other girls doing the flash dance knockoff later, which is out of fucking control. I think they just need to fill the movie with something, and it's like, well, you know, they she could do a dance number, you know, because it was great. The only <laughs> thing that was missing was her pulling that fucking thing and falling back in the chair. True. Aside from that. There was exact like that movie Flashdance. It was incredible. Okay, this that girl came... was actually kind of hot. Her name was Janice. I remember that. I was considering her for you know the banana peel girl. I think most of the it's chicks were hot in this. Yeah. Do you really hot? Hot, know? hot for eighties, sure. Yeah. I. You know what? Nobody. That Janice girl stood out. She had nice lips. Yeah. yeah. I, I. Uh. But you know what it is. Nobody stood out too much. They were all cute. Yeah, no. They, in fact, I I couldn't even tell a lot of them apart until like they were getting killed. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, they all looked so similar. I mean, they were all cute and fine. Nobody was ugly, and but no. nobody nobody stood out in the entire cast. I couldn't really tell who was who unless unless you were black. I mean, I'm sorry to say that. I hope I'm not offending anyone. But you know that no, one girl. Just, they were all white brunettes. Yeah, the one girl was right? black, so I knew who the she one was. Black, of course, right? Yeah, 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 right. I, you know, the instructor was older, so I knew who she was. Mm-hmm. You know, but other than that, I couldn't really fucking tell who anybody were... was. Yeah, they, you know, they were all like cute, but nobody went. There was always, there was always something in the looks department, something a little bit off. There was no chick you could say, oh, she was hot. There was no like, oh, yeah. that's definitely the man yeah, I feel. It was, um, it was all sevens. It was like a fucking room full of sevens. <laughs> it was like a fucking second grade classroom. You know. <laughs> Yeah. You, know, you know, like seven years old, get it? Uh, oh, gross. Okay. No, seven years old, a room full of sevens, you know? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but you're, yeah, that's what, ex- okay. Don't get the wrong idea, damn it. I'm Moving on. So, <laughs> it's a joke. Uh... <laughs> it's a fucking joke. Anyway. <laughs> oh, brother. You're, room full you're... of sevens in second grade. If, so, if this yeah. show was live, you might have, uh, Chris, uh, what's his name, Chris Hansel with Catch a Predator <laughs> at your, at your door. At, yeah, that's what, at your doorstep right now. Holy. Good, good thing we pre-taped these, so he's not going to show up for a while. Yeah, we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, where the fuck were we? Janice does her little thing. 
and then she goes back and um yeah the uh so she, the the uh, uh to me where the fucking the movie the bull, re- sorry go ahead the, i'm sorry <laughs> so to me where the movie really kicks in is the fucking the instructor uh yeah she has like dreams about a guy that we don't even fucking know she has a dream where she's getting murdered by a guy it's like what the fuck is happening you know and and it's an italian movie so i come to expect all this weird shit being thrown at me but then she seeks out this guy and it turns out he's like an actor or some shit and (laughs) and she's having dreams about this actor killing her and so she seeks him out and then all of a sudden they become friendly and they spend time together where would that ever fucking happen? <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Like, what the fuck? If I just had dreams about, I don't know, uh, George Clooney, and you know, about him killing me, I was like, I need to go fucking talk to this guy. Hey, you're killing me in my dream. Let's go get grab a coffee. I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. But hey, you know, maybe in this this brand of New York, things things act a little differently. I, I don't fucking know. It was fucked up because now she's dreaming about this guy stalking her with the needle, the whole thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's got a glove on, and she knows that's how the girls were killed. Right. She's dreaming about this, and did you realize that your song was playing in her dream as this is going on? Paranoia's coming your way. Yeah, dude, that shit will get stuck in your fucking head. I hope you put that as the fucking, as the theme song. Not the theme song, but you better insert that for fucking... Oh, I'll I'll do some inserting. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny because think about it. She dreams about this guy chasing her. She's got the paranoia song going on the whole nine. And she's cruising along with that guy, Dick, because he always just seems to be around. And uh, he just, yeah. Right? Yeah, he's always around. He's always there. He's always sweaty. Do you know? Because he's always, he's he's always. Yeah, he's being interrogated. He's the yes. suspect. He's fucking sweating. You know, he's always looking shady and shit. It's he's hilarious. He's fucking up, that dude. He's banging fucking dancers. He's a, he's a, what a life this guy leads. Oh, oh what a, oh, oh Dick. Yeah. Right? Dick. Yes. Poor Dick. So, <laughs> Dick is hanging out with Candace. They're cruising. And all of a sudden, she looks up at a billboard of all things and she sees this guy. She goes, that's the guy that's in my dream, Dick. That's right. the guy that's fucking chasing me. And he's well, wow, 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 wow. He goes, wait a minute. He goes, you know, I, I might. He goes, I might know that guy, or you know, because he's involved in, you know, the fucking the politics of New York and the entertainment industry. I might know who's in in, in that billboard. So, long story short, he somehow gets. Now, how fucked up is this? This I can't let this go without bringing it up. She goes to this guy's apartment. Goes into those old fucking shabby New York apartment complexes where there's a guy behind a glass window. You know, like in, like in Basket Case or on the Blues Brothers, you know? One of those scenes where you walk in and fucking there's a guy behind, he's behind a glass thing and he's, you know, he runs the place. Oh, yeah, I'm here to meet so-and-so, the guy says. Oh, yeah, go she's, on up. Yeah, well, after she slips <laughs> him like a C-note or a fucking Benny or whatever the fuck she sent him. You know, she slipped him something. But it's funny that she would just, because she dreamt about him, go into the guy's apartment. So now <laughs> she goes into the stranger's apartment just because she dreamt about him killing her. And she's stooping around in his shit, and he's looking at his drawers, and he sees this and that. And then the guy walks in, and he's fucking hammered. And he goes, what's the matter? Haven't you ever seen her drunk? And he's acting like a total dick. The girl runs off and leaves her purse. And all of this proceeds because he finds, first of all, he steals her money out of her purse. 
And then apparently she called him and said, hey, I left my purse at the place. And then they meet up. One thing leads to another, and a relationship ensues. Yeah. Yeah, they're best friends. Yeah. Talk Let me about... tell you about my best friend. He's a drunk. He's an actor. I had a dream about him. What the fuck? I I mean, that's more bizarre than fucking meeting someone on the internet to start a relationship. Yeah. That's just out of fucking sight. That would you be know? like that would be like me. Yeah, it's it's yeah. ludicrous. I had yes. a dream about the guys on the fucking Sonic commercial. Instead of eating a pretzel hot dog, they were eating my fingers. So I I, I, I I contacted them and they were drunks and they stole my per- what the f- <laughs> this it's retarded. Yes. And then somehow I got I got wooed by him. Yeah, took me out to fucking dinner to meet me with the purse. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. And Isn't so that some shit. It, it's it's ridiculous. And the first time I watched this, I couldn't believe that, like, this is where it's going. I'm like, wait a minute, is what's happening here? I don't. Yeah. Is he the is he the killer? It is because you know, I Man, I, I don't I know. I was thrown off. Yeah, I was like, okay, so this guy's the killer. I don't because she had a dream about him. I guess so. These movies are wacky. You know, Italian movies are kind of wacky enough to where that this would be logical. So. You know, I guess I, I assumed that was the path it was going. I mean, we find out later that it wasn't. You know, it was kind of right. it was one, another red herring along with Dick. Yes. Oh, yeah, Dick. Yeah, and at one point you really thought Dick was the guy. because Oh, was, absolutely. The third girl that gets killed, her name is uh, Jill. He goes right to her. And, of course, she's babysitting a girl that's fucking camera happy. She's, uh, I believe she's in a wheelchair or something. And this girl snaps pictures like fucking mad. And right away, as soon as you see her, you know, you know she's going to take a picture of the killer. Yeah. It's just, especially oh, yeah. if you've watched Jallos before. Yeah, yeah. It's... You know the formula. Yeah. You know? So sure enough, the fucking dick comes to visit, and we only see half of it. You know what I mean? She snaps pictures as the fucking, the girl's being babysat, but she, she has a camera on, you know. She's snapping pictures of this girl. She goes downstairs. Something happens. Somebody comes in and, and kills this this third girl, Jill. And then right after that happens, you see Dick go to the fucking door. Now, why would Dick be going to the door of, of, of a dancer's house that works for him as she's babysitting? Not even her house. She's babysitting somewhere else. And then apparently Dick was banging this one Because he's going to plug it in. His name is Dick. He can't right. help it. <laughs> he has an insatiable appetite for vagina. <laughs> that he does. And he's all, <laughs> he tries to cover it up. He goes, you know what? The other girls, there was rumors about Susan. And there was rumors about this one. But the only one I ever had anything with was Jill. You know, yeah. he's trying to say that, you know, she sure. was the one and only. <laughs> yeah, you banged them all, you dirty, dirty man. Yeah, he took advantage. He took advantage of these young girls. Yeah, so the police interrogate this asshole, right? And he, you know, that's where he's fucking sweating his ass off. <laughs> <laughs> he was too. How about the guy that got his ass beat? Remember that part by the fucking lieutenant? <laughs> uh, no, I kind of. The guy do. comes yeah, in and yeah. he confesses. That fucking other guy, he wanted attention. Nothing became of it. It became a fucking dropped angle. The guy came in and he confessed. He goes, "Yeah," and he goes, "I hate those Puerto Ricans or something." Because one girl was part Puerto Rican that got killed and something else, and he started getting lippy. And the lieutenant fucking whacked him in the face and fucking drew blood from him right in his fucking, you know, 
in his shit. in his office. You don't remember that? <laughs> no, not really. It, it was, was ridiculous. Was, was that not one the, of the young guys or something? It was. It was this young blonde dude. Yeah. Who fucking came in. He confessed to the killing. Apparently, they they you know they said it later that he just wanted attention. But he fucking came in there and he confessed and he goes, "I hate this fucking girl." And the one girl, "I hate the Puerto Rican girl." And yada yada. And he was talking all this shit. And the fucking lieutenant. Fucking smacked him around right in his office. Fucking he had a wow. nose and everything. So oh like, yeah. It's like fucking Guantanamo Bay up in there. Right. Holy shit. It was quite funny. Wow. And you're like, wait, somebody just confessed fucking forty five minutes into this movie? In really? And red herring. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Red they, herring, correct. Yeah, they're just throwing all these red herrings at you trying to get you to, to figure it out. But then it it swirls around the ending. The fucking the instructor lady who's has a relationship now with this fucking uh, this fucking actor uh, or whatever he is. Uh, she finds essentially the fucking the murder weapon and yes. chlor- chloroform at his his apartment. Is yep. is that right? Something like that. So it's like yeah, right okay, bam, floor. yeah, boom. Yep. He's he's the fucking murderer. Case closed. Uh, punch him in the face, cut his dick off, you know, lock him away, whatever. Movie's <laughs> over, right? right? Well, she calls the cops and rats on him, right? And then yeah. runs off. Bam. That's it. End of story, right? You would think so, right? Right. No. Not not in a fucking... <laughs> oh, it's yeah, not easy. Yeah. Not, not in an Italian horror movie. No. There's... Nope. Uh, Gotta throw another twist in there. And essentially, it comes down that the instructor is batshit crazy... <laughs> yeah and now does she th- she's the one doing the murders but does she think that someone else is doing the murders i didn't quite get that you know is she crazy enough to think that she is not doing it i you know i, I couldn't fucking remember it, it, did she it, did she know she was like planting evidence and stuff like that or is she fucking crazy enough that she doesn't no, know i don't think she does know yeah. i think she is crazy enough that she yeah, has she, one of those so-called split personalities yeah. And because she didn't plant the evidence, he found out that she was doing it. Oh, is that what happened? It, okay. He was trying to protect her because he actually had feelings for her. So he hid the, the stuff in his drawers. And I don't know if he was going to turn her in or whatever it was, but he was, I don't know. I forgot exactly what it was, but I know he put the stuff in the drawer because he found him on her or whatever the story was. He yeah. was hiding it for her sake, I, I believe. And then she found there and, you know, she called the cops, but then, then she runs back goes in the studio and then because all kinds of shit goes on she's in the room and every girl that got killed there are pictures of them dancing from their first in the opening scene when the exact yeah what the fuck was that i mean did did he do that did she do that i've well see that's when i knew that's when i figured it out i figured out the fucking the twist before just because of that maybe because i've seen enough italian cinema to, to that i've gained knowledge on it but those things are coming up and they show the first girl and the other girl and then and I think she she says their names. She goes, Susan, Jill, whatever the fuck. And she yeah. shuts all the TVs off and they come on. So at first you think maybe this guy is turning them on, but that's too simple. He's not doing that. Then then it occurred to me, holy sh- for the first time all movie, the last five minutes it occurred to me, I go, holy fuck, she's doing the killing. And then he comes in and she says, you killed them all. da 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 And he says, Whatever the fuck, Candace, you're a sick girl. He said, "Yeah, you know, the, the, yeah. to her." And next thing, then he then the fuck. How about the the way she died? It was weird, huh? She took the needle to herself, but he kind of had it. Yeah, in his yeah. He's, he's like, 
Yeah, that was a whole weird. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. he he assisted her suicide, moral, and it's like, what? Uh, kind of looked like death. you just kind of looked like you just killed her. I I I, I mean, don't get me wrong. She wanted to die because she was fucking nuts, well, you right. know, insane. But it's like, eh, it still looked like you just fucking killed her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, I think I think at the end of the movie because the cops come in and all this shit. I think he's going to jail. I think they're still going to arrest him for being involved with this shit. Wouldn't you think? But he does talk his way out of it, and he has a good one. He does have a good one because he says earlier in the in the in in, in the movie, the girl Candace, the killer, says to the lieutenant that so and so about the bird. Nobody knew about that bird being killed with the needle. Oh, right, right. And, his, yeah. and, and the lead detective and that was it and she mentioned it to him so that's yeah, when that's they started true. being suspicious of her and like well wait a minute they got killed just like the bird did but you know what they did hint at her being a little fucked up because earlier remember she got hit by the car and those two German guys or Swiss guys whatever they yep. pick her up and then she acts all fucking crazy batshit crazy and she jumps out the car and rolls down the fucking yeah, that's true. so they hint at that and then she tells a story to the guy about how earlier, years earlier, she had gotten hit by a motorcycle driver in a hit and run, and that is why she can no longer dance. She can only instruct. But she mm-hmm. was like this promising young young talent, and so ultimately she was just it, it wicked was jealous. jealous. Yeah, yes, she was, was just jealousy, jealous of everyone. And, but she was yeah, and she was pissed off. Then she discovered that the guy that the hit and run motorcycle driver was in fact the guy she was dating, the guy from the billboard. So oh, all, are you? I didn't fucking get that at all. Yes, are you serious? All tied in together, and that's when. And then she said it to him. She goes, "You are really the killer." She goes, "You are the one that took my dreams away from Holy me." Holy shit! I didn't oh, get yeah. that at all. Okay, wow. Yep. This, wow. Yep. Holy yeah, shit! That it just kind of cool. Yeah. I get. I guess. I guess I was kind of like tuned out, checked out by that point. You know, I didn't make. I didn't get that at the end. Holy shit! Okay, so yeah. he was. That's why she was having the dreams about him. And why she was having the dream where he was murdering him because that's how she felt about the whole thing. Exactly. Okay. He took away her chances at success. In a sense, he fucking killed her off because he killed off her career, so to speak. And huh. that's what it was. And then when she got hit by the car with the two Swiss guys driving, something went off in her head. She had the first incident where she got the hit and run by the motorcycle driver who she met, you know, who's the guy. And the second accident was the two Swiss guys hitting her. And when she got hit the second time, it kicked something else off and then she started murdering. Wow. See that, uh, that just makes it, it. that just makes it way more interesting to me that you explained that to me because I didn't, I didn't understand that at all. Yeah. And so I guess I guess what uh, to me if it was if this was maybe done if this was the same story done by somebody else uh who had a better way of telling the story and could actually insert some excitement into it by adding a different flavor of kills and stuff I probably would enjoy this a lot more. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, okay. It was a good point. That that's the one thing about a lot of these jallos is they tend to sum it up in a matter of 45 seconds. At yeah. And, so they and go up and they'll we, say, bada, 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 And then, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I do, I <laughs> do recognize that in a lot of these movies, but this yeah. one, I didn't catch it. Okay, so that... Came wow. full circle. Yes, it did. Huh. Well, fuck. I mean, shit. Well, Does I guess... Does change your rating? That's my question. <laughs> uh, it, it might. Uh, right, yeah. Well, before we get to mine, let me ask you, what's, you, what's your rating? How do you rate this movie? Uh, do you um, hate it? Don't like it, 
like it, really like it, or love it? What do you think? One through five. I'm gonna kind of take a little bit of a cop out, oh, and boy. and well, I'm I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm just I'm just gonna give it a two and a half. Two and a half, yeah. Two and a half out of five. I'm in the middle of not liking it and liking it, which sounds kind of weird. That's why I say it's the cop out pick, but. I think you can understand why. I don't no, think I, I, I absolutely understand why. You know, we'd love this style of filmmaking. Right. Absolutely. And and I love it too. Yeah. But at the same time, this is not a good movie. I, I, I think it's, I think it's done poorly. I think, uh, plenty of things could have been maybe explained better or just done, uh, better. Uh, the style of it, you know, I, I, I really enjoy um, but like I said before, this is like a lifetime movie. I mean, essentially, <laughs> you know, there, it just wasn't exciting <laughs> enough. You know, it just, uh, it it's just, in the wrong hands. Yeah. She's not good at that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to trash her, but you give this plot to our general and this movie goes from I, a two and a half, maybe to a four, maybe. Yeah, if he, he adds a little more yeah, glory. Yeah, he could, he could have executed a lot better. Absolutely. So, so for, for the rating, yeah, I, I give it the same. I didn't like it. I would say two and a half. Yeah, um, that's fair. I mean, I feel like I could really like this movie, but ultimately I don't, yeah. you know, so, yeah. And if know, it would have been cheesier, it actually would have been more enjoyable because it, it would have that route, you know? It would have. If there was more musical yes. numbers, like yes. in, in the first 10 minutes, I would have liked it better because that stuff was just so outlandish and it's like, you know, the the feel of it. You know, and and the rhythm of the music and all that, yeah, it would have been a lot better. But yeah, I'd have to say, yeah, two and a half. I mean, it just didn't yeah. didn't fucking work for me. You know, and, and half of the movie, I'm like, no, I like this because this is the style of of filmmaking I like. But I'm like, no, the fucking story is being executed fucking piss poor. It's it's not being told right. I'm not getting you know everything I should be getting. There's there's no excitement in the kills. You know, it's a horror movie. There should be more excitement in the kills right. other than the, the first one, which is the only excitement I got in it. So, yeah, two and a five. It's, now It's Fulci. Fulci never puts it together. That's yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Granted, I'm biased, and I fucking – Dario Argento is my favorite director ever, and I'm biased because people put Fulci in the same breath as him, but he never puts it completely together. He, some he, movies he does this really good. Some movies he does this really good. To me uh, – what do you call it? He just he doesn't he doesn't put it together. Yeah, I don't no, know. that makes and sense. The Beyond is his best movie, and I'll enjoy that. And you know, the other movies are something lacking. Zombie is okay. It's a, an above average zombie movie. Uh, House you know, by the Cemetery. House by the Cemetery. A good gore. It's confusing as fuck. Yeah, that, that's hard weird. to understand that movie. And all yeah. of his shit is hard to understand. Yeah. Some people say that about Dario too, but I I, I say only maybe twenty to twenty five percent of Dario's shit is like that. Where with with Fulci, it's seventy five percent. Okay, so with with all that, uh, would you recommend this movie? I mean, you know, uh, to to just general horror fans, not necessarily Italian horror fans. Would you tell them to peel it back or stick it up their crack? For once, and I've been waiting. You know, I, I've been. You know, going back and forth on. I've been wavering, you know, uh, on this this whole thing as we've done this. But for once, I'm gonna say stick it up your crack and not bother. Yep, okay. I'm gonna go there too. Even though it's a two and a half, it, there, it, like I said, if it would have been more cheese to it, I'd say peel it back for the fun factor. But it isn't there. 
And yeah. there's many other Italian giallos that fucking I would recommend over it. So for that reason, you know, stick it up your crack. You don't got to go too crazy about it, but, you know, don't peel it back. Stick it up there a little and fucking make it stink. <laughs> I think I think uh, the only reason I didn't give this a two uh, was because it was a Fulci Italian movie, and I kind of am already, you know, predisposed that style of filmmaking. And so yeah. I gave it a two and a half. Uh, other, if it was uh, an American movie, you know, I probably would have gave it a two and say, no way, do not fucking watch this movie. <laughs> uh, stick it up your crack. Absolutely, you will be bored to tears. The, the, it has it has moments, you know, brilliance, but that can't carry it in an hour and a half, you know. No. So yeah, don't watch this movie. Stick it up your crack, even though it's titled Murder Rock. A.K.A. Dancing Death, A.K.A. Slash Dance, Slash Dance, baby. fucking yes. brilliant. <laughs> Stick yes. this movie up your crack. Uh, that is the Banana Laser recommendation. That's it. Booyah. We, yeah, and we don't really have a, we don't even have a banana to peel, really. No, and, uh, no, 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 I wouldn't. We really don't, you know. No, and it, uh, the other, uh, we don't have a fucking, uh, we don't really have a real, a, a big, big time slip of the banana, except I nope. guess maybe the fucking thing with the. Shutting off of the fucking security, but I don't know. It wasn't didn't fall flat on its face in that movie. It was just kind of weird. There's there's not like I said, it's a fucking lifetime <laughs> killer movie. <laughs> it, it's like there's nothing to really set this movie apart from anything else. It has it has glimpses of that, but it never fully achieves it. Like you said, he never really makes it work. In the hands of someone else, they probably could. So. Oh, yeah. That's that. I mean, for sure. Yep. All right. So uh, with that, we're going to take a break, and we're going to be right back with this gigantic wheel. Uh, So stick around, motherfuckers. Contestants will win his or her weight in fish right here on Wheel of Fish. Okay, let's play the game. We start with yesterday's winner, Miss Phyllis Weaver. Are you ready, Weaver? I sure am, Cooney. Okay, you'll get over there and spin the Wheel of Fish. Go ahead! Give it a big spin! A red snapper! Mmm, it's very tasty. Okay, Weaver, listen carefully. You can hold on to your red snapper. Oh, you can go for what's in the box that Hiro-san is bringing down the aisle right now! What's it gonna be? I'll take the box! The box! You took the box! Let's see what's in the box! Nothing! Absolutely nothing! Stupid! You're so stupid! 
All right, assholes, we are back from the break. Banana Wazer, uh, uh, what's, uh, hey, hey, producer Pete, hey, what'd you, what'd you do with that fucking wheel? No, bring the fucking wheel back in. Yeah, yeah gonna, what the we're fuck? We're going to use it again. Jesus Christ. Like, we, I don't know why. It's he okay. Fuck... He shut the dogs up. That's the important part. Oh, God. But he, we go on a break. He fucking takes the wheel. No, we're going to use it again. Bring it. Bring the fucking wheel in. Okay. Two Jesus. times. Two times. Two times. Jesus Come on. Let's Christ. go. He doesn't know the fucking format of the show yet. Jesus. Sorry. I'm just trying to keep on the fucking Italian gimmick. All right, you got okay. And we're so, praying for Dario. Come on, Argeno. Come on, okay, damn it. Let's okay now. You know, continuing our walk through the eighties. Let's set this to nineteen eighty-five. There we go. Uh, back to Italian. Okay, it's on Italian, and this time I'm gonna give it a little spin. And here we go. There it is. Go, go, go. Big bucks. No whammies. That's right. Yes. There you go. Dario Gento. 1985 flick. Uh, Phenomena. Phenomena? Phenomenon? What is this called? (laughs) What is this called? Okay. So, yeah. We landed on uh, uh, 1985 Dario Gento's Phenomena. Not to be confused with John Travolta's flick from the 90s called Phenomenon, which my girlfriend you know, uh, I think would probably rather watch. I don't know. She kept bringing it up. <laughs> was he an angel in that fucking movie? Or no, I... that was Michael. Come on. Don't you know fucking Travolta's movies? No, Jesus you know what Travolta's movies I, I know? I know Pulp Grease. Fiction. <laughs> I know fucking Pulp Fiction. And was he in Con Air or no? No, not Con Air, but okay, he was. Okay, sorry. In... Grease and Pulp Fiction are the only. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Broken Arrow with uh, <laughs> Christian Slater. No, I never saw that. No, sorry. Oh, brother, good for you. I'm telling you though, Pulp Fiction, Grease and. Wait, Pulp... what about Face Off with fucking uh, that John? That's what Wu... I meant. Did I yeah. did I say Con Air? Yeah, you know, I jo- face yeah, off. John Woo, That's Face cool. Off, uh, Nicholas Cage. That's why I meant Face Off. Yes, yeah. Dan. <laughs> yes. Face off that movie was so ridiculous. I, I'll tell you what. Here's what I like about Connor or about about Face Off. They each of them had a chance to play a villain, which in my opinion is a hard thing to do. Yeah, and they, and, they, and the hero. Yeah, and the hero. The hero any asshole can play. But yeah. to play a good villain, they both pulled it off, and that's why that movie impresses me. It's simple as that. They both did a good job as a heel. So yeah, yes, ridiculous concept. No, I don't like action movies normally. But uh, I've seen that movie a couple times. and Really? Know, yeah, yeah, I've seen it twice, and I like it. I almost bought it. I didn't, but they oh, both shit. played a good heel. I just well, when was the last time you saw that? Probably at least 10 years ago. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so 1985. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dario Gento's uh, Phenomena. Uh, okay. The ta- tagline... Is it will make your skin crawl? Oh yeah! Yes, yes, this definitely How about this will. One? Not just that. One more thing about fucking a phenomena. This movie was released in 1985, but the date it was released was August second. You know. Okay. August second is my birthday. Omg! Oh god! <laughs> yeah. How fucking on my 13th birthday, fucking phenomena was dropped. How about that shit? Okay. Did you go see this on your birthday? 
boy, I wish I did. Yeah. No, yeah, I didn't cool. discover Dario until a few years after when I first paid fucking over $80 to get a fucking copy of VHS Suspiria. Really? Oh, yeah. Remember remember back in the day how expensive VHSs were? If you rented yeah. at like Blockbuster or even prior to Blockbuster, I had a place called Video Factory where if you, God forbid, lost a VHS tape, it was like 60 or $80. Yep. Well, Okay, well, it was in the back pages of Fangoria magazine. You couldn't get Suspiria for a long time, but oh, it was advertised. Shit. Oh, yeah. Order, I mean, it was a big deal because it was the uncut letterbox edition. You know what that shit is? It was when they had the bars on top. Nowadays, we call it a widescreen when you right. have the bars on top and the bars on the bottom. But back in the day, a friend of mine and I, we chipped in to fucking buy an $85 copy of Suspiria. Blinding. Walking into the movie blind. Just yeah, not knowing what it was, just knowing, knowing it was a classic. Yes, yeah. just knowing it was fucking... So we fucking went into our, whatever, our 15-year-old pockets, and we freaking chipped in and got Suspiria and freaking Dude. $85 cent. And that was my birth into uh, our gentleman. Fuck. That now, look back, he's my you, Now, did they remake, or are they remaking Suspiria? Because I don't know about that, dude. It's been discussed several times, but nothing's been concrete. Okay. I didn't know if they had already done that or something like that, and I hadn't seen it yet or it hasn't come out or... Holy fuck. You can't remake an Argeno. You just... And I'm I'm fucking... I'm just gonna... I mean, what are we? Seven shows in? Eight? Whatever the fuck it is. I'm sure I brought it up before, but I'm gonna show my hand now. Dario Dario Argeno was my favorite fucking director. The man could do no... Of all time. Of all time, well, of horror, you know. Right, I, I, right. I'm not thinking outside of horror, but sure, yes. yeah. You're you have a different kind of director favor for romantic comedies, you know. I understand <laughs> that. Yeah, of course. But <laughs> yeah, but you can't fuck with our general to me. You know, Notting Hill is a great <laughs> movie. I love it. Four weddings and a funeral. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me well, wrong. Yeah. Well, there you go. Brother. Did, did the guy that did Notting Hill and Four Weddings and a Funeral? Do you, you know something I don't? Runaway He's, Bride is brilliant. No, is this the same director? Tell no, me I, have, I have no idea. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> I thought I was going to have someone to fucking rib on you about it after the whole 90210 thing. <laughs> uh, you ain't getting shit on me. Son no. of a bitch. Well, anyway, our general's the fucking man. The man could do no wrong to me, and I'm, I'm probably going to be a little biased. Now and anytime we do on our general film, so really okay. So let's let's I can't help let's it. I tangent on that for a second since we're doing an Argento movie. So you think that he seriously can't do any wrong? Every movie he puts out, you're gonna love regardless. Of... I'm not gonna be ridiculous and say everything is a five star. No, I'm not a complete asshole. No. But you're not gonna hate any movie that he puts out. And I'll tell you what, because I haven't. Because I, I, every movie I've seen, and I've seen just uh, probably 90% of them, I've seen everything he's done. And every time someone says, this movie really sucks, and it's Argento, and I've watched it, I, I've watched the movie. And you disagree. And, yes, and I've never said it sucked. I'm not saying they're great. I'm not saying that fucking Phantom of the Opera is the same thing as Suspiria, because it, clearly it's not. But right. I'm not going to give an Argeno movie um, a rating of two. I don't think it's possible. I think that Dario Argeno could fucking do a remake of uh, Two Girls in a Cup, and I- I'd find a way to give it two stars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Dario Argento, if you're listening, please remake, uh, you know, Two Girls in a Cup. Uh, that would be right up Banana Lasers Alley. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. <laughs> I so, couldn't think of anything lower, so that came off. Really, I, 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 thank you. I, I've never seen a movie. Like, people have said that uh, Phantom of the Opera sucks and something else has sucked. And I, I haven't seen Dracula yet, and, but I'm going to, of course. But I've never watched an Argento movie and said it sucked. Even the movies yeah. people think are bad to me are better than at least 50% of the American movies I see. Like The Card Player and Do You Like Hitchcock and uh, Stendhal Syndrome. These movies that have come out in the, in the mid-90s and the 2000s, no, they weren't great movies, but I was more entertained by them than I was the ma- the majority of you know regular American horror I've seen. Yeah. So. I don't know if it's biased or it's just me. I just identify with everything. That I think he's incredible. If he doesn't throw me one way, he throws me another in each movie. That's all. Okay, so get ready for a five-star review from Dave <laughs> on 1985's <laughs> Phenomena. <laughs> I'm just saying. You, I, I don't think I can ever go below a three. I don't think it's just. I don't think Dario is humanly possible of making a movie that I don't like. That's all. Hmm. So, but right. just, I'm telling everybody this now. So, I guess you Okay, well, show's over. Okay. <laughs> let's <laughs> hang it up. That's it. Okay, we're done. <laughs> no, let's talk about this movie. Um uh this movie stars Jennifer Connelly, very young, and yeah. Donald Pleasant's Dr. Loomis. Yeah. Uh which you guys may know. Uh now and the plot is there's a there's a killer. It's kind of like a giallo, but it has like a a fantasy element in this movie. Is it a fantasy? I don't know. But um, yeah, you know what this movie is? It's like a it's like a dark fairy tale. Yeah. Like, Holy shit! Yeah, that's a, that's a, wow. It's a dark okay. fairy tale with a giallo twist. A lot of people called Pan Pan's Labyrinth a dark fairy tale, right? And yeah. I guess in a way you could say that about this. It's a dark fairy tale. Um, but you know, there's a giallo twist to it as well. It isn't just fantasy like Suspiria was and like Inferno. There's still a because there's there is a giallo element to it. There, it's still a whodunit, and there's still somebody walking around slashing people. But yeah. you're throwing the Connolly, the girl with the insects and everything else, and it, there's fantasy involved as well. Yeah. So this this young girl played by Jennifer Connolly, who would grow up to be a extremely extremely attractive woman. Uh, yeah, she's cute. Yeah. yeah, she is cute in this, but oh my god! But fifteen, so yeah. So let's calm down. Uh, she's not, you know, right now, <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> um, yeah, she uh, she goes to a uh, school for young girls uh, because <laughs> her her parents are divorced and her dad's an actor and sh- all this shit. And uh, it turns out that she has. A relationship with insects and she likes insects and then it turns out later on that she's actually able to have like a, a relationship or communication with insects in a way that that people aren't really supposed to have and 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 while you know she becomes part of the situation to help solve the crime of this killer that's on the loose and killing young girls and so right there, I think that this is a really interesting idea for a movie. There's absolutely no other movie that I can even fathom that has this kind of plot going on. 
I hear I mean, you. <laughs> it's it's so unique. It's so unique. It's fucking ludicrous. Uh, it is unique it, as shit. Yes. Yeah, it, it's it's extremely unique. No one has done this, and no one will ever do it since. Right. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, maybe for good reason. I don't know, but um, yeah. So the movie starts off. Uh, it takes place in Switzerland, and um, it starts off with a, a young girl, you know, in her mid-teens, and she misses the bus to right. go to wherever. We're not really for sure yet, but she's going to uh, 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 school or something like that. She misses the bus, and so she ends up wandering to the closest house, and she she knocks on the door and all this stuff, and it turns out she gets chased by a murderer who ends up killing her in the most beautiful fashion that wow. any Italian movie has ever done. I it's mean, fucking th- Argento all the way. This opening scene, fucking, if you don't like this opening scene, then fuck you because this shit right. is fucking great. I This is the epitome of what Italian cinema is and... Um, the style of it and everything is just perfect for this kind of movie. Yeah, it's fucking Absolutely. outstanding. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, th- this girl, she goes to the house. Um, she's knocking on the door. You you cut to the interior of the house. You see uh, uh, just chains on the wall being, yeah. being pulled. Like yeah. somebody's excited that she's there, and you're like, wait a minute, is someone chained to the fucking house? What the Basically, hell? Yeah, yeah chained yeah. to the what, wall of some room in the house. Yeah, what the hell? You know, yeah. right then you're like, okay, something is fucking rotten in Switzerland. What the <laughs> fuck? You know, like, okay, so Wait. then uh, uh, she ends up getting chased by someone, and it's all POV, very giallo, and yeah. and she ends up going through like this uh, uh, cavernous uh, uh, walkway. You know, that's by a waterfall, which looks fucking cool as shit. It's like a tourist yeah. kind of attraction, I, I would right. guess, or, you know, a hiking way or something like that. And the killer catches up with her and in slow motion fashion fucking smashes her head or she breaks her head through a, a fucking glass window and that looks cool as shit. I mean, oh, it's it, great the way yeah. the, the glass breaks slowly and piece by piece and. That that to me is like is like Fuck. the the epitome of what Argento does because yes. he's done that in other movies he like I he loves that shit and I love him yeah. for it because it just right. looks beautiful it's like it's like death is beautiful right. to Argento you know what I mean uh-huh. it's like it's a beautiful thing and he makes uh-huh. it look as gorgeous as possible and I appreciate him for that it's fucking. It's pretty oh, good. I, I don't know what else to say about it. It's 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 good. But then the it, it it cuts through the waterfall. You see the exterior, and the girl's head gets lobbed off. <laughs> yep, it goes flying right down the falls. <laughs> and okay, this is the opening of the fucking movie. I'm like, right. I'm on board. Okay, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm on board with whatever happened with. Ev- I don't care how ludicrous this movie gets, and believe me, it gets fucking ludicrous. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm on board. You know, I mean, if you deliver scenes like that in a movie, you know what you're doing. 
You know what I mean? Well, of course you know what you're doing. It's fucking Argeno. I mean, right off the bat, even when the credits are rolling, he has nice scenery, and it's done well, and it looks pretty. You know, it's in... It's in Switzerland, and they, they call it the Swiss Transylvania, but I believe that they're, they're filming by the Alps, you know? And, yeah. boy, it looks so good. And you just see, as you see our general's name come up, you know, for me. Here you oh, go. yeah, and you see the landscape and all that oh, stuff. Yeah, and this, the, you know, the sweeping scope of it all. Yeah, and It you looks know that, great. It's like an epic, you know, slasher movie, essentially. Right, kinda. It's, it's classy. It's just classy, and it's, if it's, he makes murder look classy. And, you know, you know that he wrote, produced and fucking directed this movie. You know, so it's all him. It's one man coming yep. in. So he comes in and you see that. And how about the opening credits? Right off the bat, you see that. And then you see Daria Nicolodi. And that's his fucking right-hand girl. That's, she was in all his early movies. And uh, eventually his daughter took over because his daughter is was given birth to by Daria Nicolodi. Oh, so so, so is she an actor? I don't... Yeah, Who's that? Asia, or no, 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 no. Who, who, Daria who, Nicolodi. Yeah. Who, who's that? She was in fucking uh, Deep Red, and she was uh, in. Oh, okay. She, oh, yeah. Okay. She was in. Uh, she was in Suspiria for a bit scene, and she was she was like in you know like four or five of his early movies, you know, and then okay. he he had a cool. relationship with her, and that's where his daughter was born from. Well, oh, that, okay. That, I didn't that's know the that. mother. Yeah, and she's a pretty girl too. She's the one that plays the headmistress in this movie. Oh, you know, okay, she, gotcha. You know, she's top build, and, uh, you know, she's been... I'll tell you this. Did you realize... <laughs> it says, costumes designed by Giorgio Armani. <laughs> no. Isn't that I did, something? I this did is not the realize fucking, that. <laughs> yeah, this is the mid-'80s. See, for whatever reason, because I'm so familiar with our general's movies... When I watch the credits, everything's familiar. I usually see her name in it, Daria Nicolodi, and he always has. Uh, he always he a lot of the times he works with the same people, you know, whether right. they're doing the score or the acting or the cast or what have you. So it's all familiar territory to me because I've seen his movies a lot, and you know, it's you know, it's a comfortable feeling when I sit and watch his movies and I see that. So I see that, but then I notice I read the you know I read the uh, the shit that comes on the screen. You know, the credits. And I see Giorgio Armani. I'm like, what the fuck? You <laughs> I know? didn't even recognize that. That's Isn't funny. that something? Yeah. yeah. And, like, I, I don't know if this, I don't know when that guy got really big. Uh, this is 85, so I'm guessing this is before he blew up. But I don't, what do I know about Italian fashion? I don't know. But <laughs> right. I just thought that was an interesting, you know, an, inter- an interesting note. So, uh, yeah, I didn't notice that either. So, uh, but the first uh, murder was wonderful. I mean, oh, come dude, on. it's brilliant opening scene. It, this is how you open a movie, uh, a, a Italian movie or not. This is fucking a great opening scene. And yes. then it and cuts. The scissors. Scissors in the stomach. Don't forget that. That's how she dies. She didn't just get pushed into fucking glass. Okay, now, she now got here, scissored. Here, here's my question, though. Her head gets cut off. Does she. Does the head get cut off with scissors? Or is no. there another weapon involved? Because they don't show anything else. They just show no the head weapon. coming off. No weapon. The head gets cut off from the glass. The glass shatters. Oh, it. okay. One of the because look how big those pieces are. Yeah. So they yeah, spread I... out like a giant spider web. You know. So right. In big, huge chunks of glass, it goes slow. She flies her head back, and that's what I always got from it. That it was no. That makes sense. Glass. I never put that together. I always yeah. saw they. You know, uh, she's being chased with scissors. You know the POV of the killer, 
Right. And then, you know, she gets stabbed. But, and then all of a sudden the head comes off. You never see anything else in the play. It's like, well, wouldn't it be really fucking hard to take a head off with scissors? But I guess uh, the the broken glass, you know, of the, the glass, window. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. That's passive. Okay. And do you know that's his daughter? That girl. Ah. Oh, General's older really? daughter. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. He was casting her, long, you know, he, he, later on he started to cast um, Asia in, in tons of her, in tons of his movies. She became huh. his girl. And uh, but yeah, this was one of the few movies that his oldest daughter appeared in, and she was—he's notoriously rough on everybody, and he was even rough. Apparently, he was yeah, even Jesus. rougher on his. Yeah, right. <laughs> he even gave his daughters a harder, a harder time because he expected more out of them. But that's yeah, that, that's always family business. So, but I yeah, I mean, if I were a director and I had kids. I'd be throwing them in there. I'd be like, yeah, no, you're getting hung today. Uh, yeah, I'm going to cut your legs off. Uh, you need to, yeah, you, if you don't do your chores, I'm going to fucking, you know, cut your genitalia off or whatever. Uh, so, not yeah. at all. Yeah, he's, yeah. Not, he's fucking, you know, he's going in there and shit. You know, he doesn't, he busts their fucking balls and, you know, they probably love it too. I mean, they complain yeah. about it, but I mean, at the end of the day, they're probably glad that they were in it and, Dude, I that's mean, what. How about how about his daughter Asia later? How he puts her, which was kind of strange because she gets topless in his movies. I always thought that was a little strange. Yeah, that's, that's a little weird. I don't think he's in any way, shape, or form a pedophile. I just think that he, because he's such a you know so into his craft, he doesn't yeah. look at it that way. You no, know what I'm saying? Yeah, when the camera it rolls, it's an actress, and he's doing what he's doing because it's his craft. Yeah. But some people think shit about that, but fuck them. You know, I, whatever. Yeah, you know what? That's what I don't get about like uh, some people who make movies. It's like you're making a movie. It's probably I don't care how grueling it is. You're still making a movie, which is probably the most fun you'll ever have in your life. So if it's torturous and you have to fucking work for eighteen hours in a day, you know why? Why would you ever bitch about that? You're still making a movie. You know what? It, it, it's like I, I just watched uh, the new Evil Dead recently, and 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 in the special features, the fucking the main gal who plays Mia, she's you know not necessarily complaining about all the shit, but she's not really happy with you know being covered in blood and stuff every day, and it's all it's like, dude, you're only going to do this for a month, and then right. you go back to your rest of your life, so it's like, who cares? You know, it, it, you you'll, you're gonna be immortalized in a movie. Just fucking go with the shit for a fucking month. Who gives a shit? Right. That's you pretentious know? fucking high horse bullshit. Yeah. It's because she's a young actress and yeah. she wants to think that she's already better than horror. So by saying things like that, if somebody happens to stumble across that and they're a director that's directing fucking something that's gonna be up for maybe an Oscar someday, they're gonna see, oh well, she's too good for the horror genre. Yeah. You know, but little does she know. If she's smart at all in 15 years, when she fucking decides she can't make it as an A-list, she'll come back as a yeah. Then they'll come back like a ton of money. Yeah. See, some of them I'll never get that about actresses. They 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 shun it. They shun the horror genre. So they would rather make real shitball fucking have a shitball career where you're making an appearance now and again on like a television show as a fucking stand-in on a bit part, or I can embrace the horror genre, be a screen queen, and make fucking five movies a year and be adored. By right. legion of fans, go to conventions, make tons of money, and and make a yeah. pretty good living as a fucking C to B actress. Exactly. Look at 
Catherine Isabel, Daniel yes. Harris is yes. like, dude, they embrace the shit. They know. That, I mean, come on, dude. If, if it was anybody, they know they're lucky to be doing this shit. It's yes. like, calm the fuck down. You're being immortalized in film and, and, and people adore you for it. It's like, is it really that hard? No, it's not. Anyways, we, we're getting off topic. No, I'm just saying, but that that's always bothered me. Get off your fucking high horse. Look at the screen queens that we have and guys right. like us, the people that listen to this show, and, you know, this big fucking freak community that we have. That right. we're, we're a pretty good community. We're fucking, most of us oh, are. Oh, God. Well, you know well, what I mean? Yeah. We're, we're like a, 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 a freakishly awesome community. It's Absolutely. like more ridiculous than any other. Is there like action movie podcasts? I don't fucking think so. No, there's some <laughs> sci-fi geeks. That's yeah. what we got. And we got us. And number one, we're cooler. And number two, <laughs> we're, we're nicer. Because the sci-fi geeks are definitely fucking pretentious with their bullshit. Oh, I can speak Klingon and all that fucking <laughs> shit. I hope I'm not offending anybody, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of real Um, um Wait a minute, sci-fi. Dave. I am a Trekkie, and I, I can speak Klingon. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if I just busted that on <laughs> Could you? you imagine? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know how I'd react. Holy fuck. Yeah. But, you know, the horror genre people... Yeah, we're going off topic, but whatever the fuck. Most of us are pretty cool, and it's a good thing to embrace it, and I really don't like it when fucking, especially actresses, you know, they talk down about it. So what what are you going to do? Make less money doing less work because you have some type of preconceived notion about the genre, or are you going to embrace good people in fucking fun films and make a nice career for yourself? Yep. And rest in peace, Karen Black, by the way. I know we don't usually give yeah. shout-outs like that, and we don't talk about horror news and shit like that, but I'm just throwing it out there since we're talking about horror actresses. Yeah, that's true. She will be missed. Yeah, so she and she ended up embracing the horror genre. Yeah. So, no. You know what? Yeah, good. That's good. You know, and, and look at all the love she got when she passed. Yep. You think if she was some random act, action actress, anybody would have gave two shits about it? No, 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 because, yeah, we're definitely part of a community that embraces everything. But whatever that you know. Point. Yeah, I know yeah. we got off topic, but whatever. <laughs> People will, I so, think the will appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. So this movie, uh, it, you know, after the first scene, it introduces Donald Pleasance in a fucking you know in a <laughs> in one of his later roles in life uh, that's not Doctor Loomis, uh, and he's a he's a a, a wheelchair bound doctor who specializes in insectology i don't know you know well, he's a professor also See, that's okay yeah. okay i i yeah i didn't know what exactly he was i just know he dealt with exclusively insects and animals yeah. and he's got a chimp and yeah. he's he talking sure with the up. police about yeah. about the decay of the head of the girl who died in the first scene and you know he can tell from the maggots and the flies it's been eight months and all this stuff right. like that and, and right off the bat, I'm like, okay, this is yep. fucking, you know, this is pretty cool. You know, it's, it's cool, yeah. It's, it's really a... type shit. Yeah, it's an entirely different angle. Yeah. And at first I was like, what? They're going to let a guy, you know, who knows about insects fucking, you know, they're going to, you know, go to him for information. But really it makes sense. You yeah, know, it's cool. It was yeah. different back then. It was the mid '80s. Yep. They weren't doing the same things that they're doing now. No, absolutely not. So yeah, for then, it, yeah, for then it made sense, and yeah, he could tell when 
the uh, the the head was cut off the girl and how long it had been decaying and all that stuff and I thought that was a really nice introduction to his character to his or uh, you know uh, to his chimp nurse yeah Inga. and all that stuff yes. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so the so monkey that, nurse or chimp whatever whatever it is right so he's really the fucking uh, the other main character besides Jennifer Connelly in right. this movie and, and and I think right after that it has a scene where she is showing up to the school for for young girls and yes the international the international school for for girls now, and how about the fact I hate to fucking rib on our general but the, the, for no there there is there, there is narration yes for fucking fifteen seconds of this movie yes that's it. and the it's voiceover yeah. I was like wait a minute. <laughs> I, because because I watch you know I've seen this movie twice and and the first time I didn't catch it and the second time I was like wait a minute there why is there there's a there's no voiceover in the rest of this movie but when she arrives to the school there's a voiceover saying you know Jennifer arrives in Switzerland to spend her time at a fucking you know yes, her first international school for girls her first memorable night at the school right. for girls it's like what the where the i don't fucking <laughs> understand and then i was i was like i was trying to compare it i was like wait does it do this in suspiria yes it because does. it's kind of very similar it uh does. okay yes. so it does okay yes, so it, it's similar there's a little more to it in suspiria okay like a second part but it's still very short and it's not entirely necessary and it's really short in the first like five minutes of the film but here's another fact the person that does the voiceover in Suspiria is our general himself oh okay I didn't know that yeah and it sounds fucking clear English as plain as day you know I didn't know that but it's like you know from everything I've I've read and heard about filmmaking it says that voiceover is the laziest form of filmmaking (laughs) you could ever do ever because you're basically, you know, you have to fucking really shove the story into the fucking the viewer's face. It's like this is what's happening right now. It's like yeah, but it's not necessary in this movie or Suspiria. I didn't think it was necessary at all, so right. I didn't fucking understand it whatsoever. I hear you. That's that's. I guess it's the Italian style, or it's our general style. He just whatever the fuck our general just wants to do what he does it. Yeah. I guess no. that's just like maybe it's a trademark that he does. I don't know. I mean, it's just it happens. But I hear you. I understand why why someone why the opinion would be that it's lazy filmmaking and you know. I mean, but it's I, unnecessary. I, I don't know. I'm not a filmmaker, so I don't know what's lazy filmmaking and what's not. But that's just what I've heard. And then when it came on, you know, when I watched this, I was like. That's I don't remember a voiceover for any of the rest of the movie, so this seems really fucking strange. It's so quick, and they could have just had it in conversation when she gets in the car, and and the, and the other lady is there, um, Daria Nicolodi, not not the headmaster, but the other teacher. She's I guess she's like second in command at the school, is yeah. my guess. She's there, she picks her up, and they're talking. They end up talking about a bee landing on her. She's like, "No, leave it alone. It's not going to hurt you." And you know, they could have said, "Oh, welcome to our school." Something, and she goes, "Yeah, yeah you're going to the international girlfriend's." Instead of having it come up in conversation, they just did it there. So yeah, I wouldn't they... really say it's lazy filmmaking. It's just our general wanted to do it. Yeah, whatever. You know, you know, it's yeah. a great no, but 
whatever it, it happened yeah it happened it, it was just something that fucking struck you know yeah. struck me as unique yeah. and so yeah you're right the, the, the cab ride establishes this girl's affinity towards insects and stuff like that which right off the bat is strange because usually that's a boy's kind of territory and she's right. already has a, a liking to such a thing and um as we find out uh throughout the film and 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 i hate to jump ahead but as as later as she meets um uh whoever donald pleasance whatever that character's name is she meets him and together they kind of discover that um uh, she has essentially like an ESP communication with animals. It's not like a straight communication with them, but um, you know, uh, uh, insects have have like a, uh, a another sense that we're not aware of, and she is able to tap into that, and vice versa. Which is really, I mean, that is like the most unique thing for a fucking. Uh, story to ever have in my opinion that's never been done it, it's never been done since it, it's really interesting and I, I i applaud them for trying to do something like that yeah it's cool it's a it's, it's a novel idea absolutely you know, you see that it is something like i said before like like a, like a fairy tale type thing you know yes very fairy tale like you know uh what is it fucking is it Cinderella and she's talking with fucking uh, <laughs> the, an, the yeah the mice and shit? Snow as White a, friends as with all put, the fucking put, yeah exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's that kind of shit, which which he you know which this director really utilizes in a lot of his movies. You know, it's like uh, I I hate to go back to Suspiria, but you know he said that was like Alice in Wonderland and you know, but in the horror genre and all that stuff, and you know that really makes sense and. For somebody, I, I think why I like this director and this style of filmmaking is because they're willing to take these kind of risks. And in America, I don't think a filmmaker would have touched this subject within an inch of his life. I think he said you're. They would have said you're crazy. There's no way I'm making a fucking heroine who's 15 years old and she has affinity to talking to insects. You're out of your mind. Nobody would have made this movie. Nobody. You know this movie was released in the states under a different title, and it and it was cut. It was under the name of Creepers. Because I've never seen that version. I don't want to see that version. No, I think I the title see... is terrible. Really, you've seen it? Okay. No, no, no. I used to part of. I used to see the box. Oh, I used okay. to read movies in the eighties. That was one of the movies I would see. Was Creepers, and it was she was on the cover. I didn't see Phenomena until years later when I became really associated with Argeno and I wanted to see his whole catalog. Right. Then I started seeing it. But when I was, you know, young in the in, in the late eighties running the movies, I only saw Creepers there and I never rented it because it really didn't appeal to me. It was Jennifer Connelly on the cover and it was bugs and I'm like, eh, I was yeah. into slashers. I just you know, it just it didn't appeal to me seeing it that way. And you know, but it was like cut like a, a ridiculous like amount. Yeah. Like over 20 minutes. Yeah. Which yeah. I can't like imagine. It's ridiculously gory or anything because it's not. It has its scenes, yes, but you don't cut 20 something minutes out of a movie to, to distribute it, it to a different country. It's I think ridiculous. if you cut it, I've never seen that version, but it seems like to me, if you cut that much out of this movie, it would it, it would be incomprehensible. To yeah. Me. I, I don't know. Maybe not. I've never seen it. I think I think uh, the focus on the insects is the 
is the wrong angle to go. You shouldn't call it creepers. Absolutely right. not. You know, I mean, uh, the the movie is about uh, this unique girl. You know, yes, she has a relationship with insects, but to focus on that primarily on the selling of the movie is wrong because that's not exactly the main focus of the movie. Absolutely not. It's it's mainly about her and her um, relationship with this uh, professor and and un- trying to understand what's going on in their environment, you know, with a killer, you know, and should mm-hmm. focus more on that. Uh, the insect thing is unique, uh, but is not, it shouldn't be the main focus of the movie whatsoever. Right, no, it's it's about a 50-50 movie, in a yeah. matter of speaking. It's, it's half a giallo mystery, and it's half of, uh, of, this, of, of this girl, Jennifer, who has these powers and and is learning what's going on with them and yeah. it eventually is going to help them solve the mystery. Okay, the plot really kicks off when uh uh we got Jennifer uh in school and she not only is she predisposed to liking insects, but she also has a sleepwalking condition. And this leads to yeah. one of the fucking coolest scenes yeah. Uh, in this movie and in a lot of movies, uh, she sleepwalks uh, and uh, to the murder scene where the next murder happens. And not only uh, is it a cool device to to get her involved in the story, but the kill on this is classic yeah, Argento, it dude. It's yes. fucking uh, it, not not even the first scene, but this scene right here is fucking perfect for what. Uh, an Italian movie is supposed to be done perfectly. Yep. Yeah, I fucking loved it. She she sees okay, she's half asleep, sleepwalking. She sees the girl she sees a girl through uh, a window and she sees the murderer even, but she's asleep, so she doesn't really understand. But then the girl's head gets shoved through the glass, which looks brilliant. It's like yeah. coming coming right at us. And wow. then the uh the killer has sort of like a cane with a knife on the end is that what it is i don't you know it's what... kind of like an extendo it's kind of yeah. like a yeah. uh they, they 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 the killer puts two things together so it's a fuck it is hard to explain to describe yeah because you really don't see this thing in real life it's just something that yeah, the, kill, the killer has that they put together, but it's, it's a brilliant. long knife blade. Yes, it's a yeah. long knife blade at the end of a stick, but yep. a white stick, something that's constructed. But the but the killer puts two pieces together, so it's they're walking or almost with like a, almost you could say it was a spear. You yeah, know? yeah, they yeah. Put yeah. It together to make a real long spear. And they, oh my god! And this girl, uh, it comes so <laughs> after after her head comes through the glass, it comes so fast. Yeah. The fucking thing goes straight through her head, and this is what horror fans want to see. I mean, it's yeah. not overly gory, but you see her face. The fucking thing goes through the back of her head, out through her mouth, and it's the kind of death that makes me want to stand up and applaud, dude. Yeah, I fucking love this shit. <laughs> it's the banana split. I, I would say so. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely the banana split of the movie. The yeah. best kill of the movie. Boom! Right there. Yeah. There you go. There's any question about? We don't have to wait till the end to fucking to figure that out. That is it, and it's badass. 
and it does come right through with, in the back of her head. And Jennifer's looking at her. She's yeah. asleep. But she's sleepwalking. She witnesses it all. And you see the knife. Ah, the girl's mouth is wide open. Comes right out through the fucking mouth. Brilliant. Oh, Great man. fucking yes. kill. Great scene. I mean, everything about it. Yeah. yeah it's set this up is so like, well. yeah, it's set up perfectly. Ah. And, and, and this kind of, you know, this really is, is a theme in a lot of these Italian movies is that, uh, the hero, the protagonist sees a kill happen or sees the murderer and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but can't remember and, and has to recall, you know, the killer, from their memory, uh, you know that's a heavy theme in a lot of these, you know, style of movies, and and this one's no different. So she um, uh, she sleepwalks away from that scenario. She basically falls off the building. She dangles a little bit, yeah. And and she gets, you know, she starts walking in the street. She gets picked up by some guys. She's still asleep the whole time. She ends up freaking out, jumping out of the car. Yeah. Uh, uh, they leave yeah. her behind. And this is where she meets, uh, what's her name, Irma? Inga. 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 And that's the chimp who's yep. the nurse to Dr. Loomis. That's yep. <laughs> what yeah. I we'll want to call him. just call him Dr. Loomis. He is a doctor, <laughs> so to speak. We may as well just give him Loomis. Yes. Yeah, he's def- <laughs> yeah, he's he's not looking for Michael this time. He's looking for insects. Yes, and, uh, he's looking for the killer of... <laughs> Because the other, because it's killing young girls, whoever's killing these people, and yep. he used to have another assistant, and I forget her name, but this girl came up missing as well, and she was a teen girl. So he has a vested interest in this rash of missing girls, because a the police are, you know, questioning him, and he's aiding them, uh, you know, in the investigation, and b one of the the young girls that got killed is used to be his, you know, the girl that used to help him around his place. Is that right? I, I never got that. You remember he spoke about it a couple of times, and when he brought up the girl's name, the chimp would actually, like, whimper. Oh, oh yeah. Is, was yeah. that the first girl who died? Or no, it was like a different oh, girl good that question. we never see. Wow, was that the first girl? You know what? I'm going to say no because they talked about the Danish girl being uh, from somewhere else, a 14-year-old Danish girl, but I don't believe that. No, I, I'm going to say it was not the same girl. Hmm. Because they did say that it was a 14-year-old Danish girl after it got killed. And they were speaking to Donald Pleasance in the opening scene before he meets Jennifer later. So he would have he would have figured it out right then and there. So, no. It's just another girl. And we never find out her uh, her fate and what exactly happened. Huh. There's no closure I never caught that. to that storyline. The only closure is that he needs a new assistant. And Jennifer shows up at the right time in the right place, basically. Yeah, so what, uh, you know, they become, you know, uh, acquainted, and he figures out that she loves insects and and vice versa and realizes that she has a kinship towards them. Not at... They get excited. Oh, yeah. They get sexually excited, the males even. Yeah, that's a little strange to me. Well, in a way, but I mean, (laughs) when you're talking about the insect world, maybe not, because they're getting excited in a way, because he says it was this... This is highly unusual because they only make this noise during mating season, and they never, ever make you know these noises around me, no matter how happy they are. And yeah. you come in the room, and they're all doing this. It, so they're just spiritually, I guess you could say, they're just energized when she's in the room. They just come to life in ways that they've right. never done before. Yeah, they she's definitely do. She's basically the Lord of the Flies, you know. Lord, yeah, 
And uh, that actually comes up later in the movie. Somebody says... Yeah, they tease her. You're right. Uh, you're, you're Beelzebub, which is yes. Lord of the Flies or whatever. Correct. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, I guess it's strange in the fact that it's never been told before. We've never seen a story with insects like this, so we don't understand, you know, you know, I have no knowledge of insects and their world and how they communicate and stuff like that. So to to put it in a in a horror movie is so unique that mm-hmm. uh, you know, at first I'm like resisting. I'm like, "No, this is ludicrous, you know. This makes no <laughs> sense." But you know, as I warm up to the idea, it's really just so unique that uh, that it, it, it's kind of it's kind of brilliant. I think. Yes, I mean, I think it makes perfect sense because yeah. they are insects. Are you know they do use a telepathic uh, the way they communicate with each other. Yeah, yeah, they do. Know? So it's a mystery, and it's really fascinating. And you watch this movie, you can almost appreciate insects in a different way because you're thinking about the way they do their, you know. Just the way they conduct their lives and, and how they do things. Yeah. And they're communicating with her, and it's you know, it's pretty interesting. It, it, it's odd that it wasn't it, it it wasn't done before this movie, but it, it's a damn good story. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Good storytelling. It's good. It's a good writing, and it's fucking it's our general. He came up with the whole idea of it, you know. Yeah, it's, which is insane. Does the guy have like yeah. a bug affection? I don't know. I, I mean, think. like, God, I mean, that's just a crazy, anyway. He writes a, a lot of his movies. Our that's like a David a Lynch mind, you know, to come up with this kind of stuff. I don't fucking know. Well, I hear you. David Lynch is fucking, you know, he's quality too. But, I mean, that's what it is about Dario. He writes, produces, and directs most of his features. Yeah. Which is something else, you know, it's a feather in his cap. I mean, fuck. Not everybody does that. Yeah, you know, and the, Stephen the King movie, doesn't direct movies, you, you know? <laughs> It's not the main focus of the movie with the insects and stuff, but there's like, uh, there's enough close, you know, like super close ups of the insects and like even it's some cool. P, even some POV shots of, of the, the insects, of the yeah, insects right? you know, it's like, and and all that kind of adds to the creepy yes. uh, vibe of the movie because you know I think insects are gross and and <laughs> disgusting and and when I see close up shots of insects and spiders and stuff like that I think it's disgusting and I'm creeped out about it. Ordinarily, and... yes, but not in this movie. I'm not. Really? Okay, because no, because I... they show the ladybugs. Remember, they yeah. show the, it all kicks first. They show the bee in the beginning and. You know, they have that whole conversation. She goes, no, don't hit it. It's fine. And it just crawls on her hand. And it's just a, uh, a content bee. It's just doing its own thing. And she tells the other girl, don't swat it. It's fine. I love them and they love me. She basically, you know, she basically says that. And then after Inga finds her in the woods, there's those two ladybugs. It looks like they're mating because one's on top of the other. But then she walks away and they're real calm. There's two ladybugs and they're just looking at yep. her. And you see it through. It's either You see their POV. Or, I mean, that POV. is. Okay. Yes. But it's I'm, cool because they, they they do it maybe twice in the movie. It happens once with the ladybugs, and it happens once with the maggot, which we're going to get to in the next scene. And but I think it's cool because okay. Don't at the, it, at this point in the movie, I'm like, is it cool? I'm like, this is kind of fucking ridiculous. It's just push. It's just, <laughs> you think it's ridiculous? Do you I'm, really think it is? No, I don't now. But when okay. you're, when I'm first watching when I first watched the movie, I was like. I was like, what? What is happening? You see from a bug's point of view. I'm like, is this a bug's life? What the fuck am I watching? You know? Oh, 
fuck. I don't now because I understand the entire scope of the movie right, and, and all that. But they're pushing that on you, they're they're really, you know, accentuating. They're fucking showing the fact that this is the bugs looking at her directly, and this is their point of view. And it's just a five second thing. Yeah, it's just showing the relationship between her and the bugs, and it's done, you know, subtly. It's just a, a, a five seconds here and five seconds there. Right. You know, so it's cool. Yeah, it's it's definitely unique. Yeah, it's um, unique. Yeah, fuck. It. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I hear you. <laughs> there's been nothing done like this before. So the right. fucking the the school figures out that she that she sleepwalks, and they want to do like a brain scan, whatever that fucking is. And uh, uh, while this is happening, she remembers that she sees this murder from the night before. And that kind of jars her, and she freaks out. Well, she knows and before that, though. Do you no, think so? This is why they give it to her. Keep this in mind. Remember, so you're 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 skipping uh you're skipping head. You're forgetting about that. Her roommate when she first gets there. Uh huh. Because she's remember her roommate's in love with her father. Her father's yeah. a famous actor from the states. Yeah. So anyway, okay, her roommate's in love with her father. Her roommate sneaks out the very next night after the first murder, and she meets up with a boy outside of the school. For a minute, and then the boy the boy wusses out and fucking takes off, and then now Jennifer's asleep. However, this girl ends up getting killed by by you know by by the the killer, and yep. Jennifer uh, doesn't see it in her sleep, but she knows something's up because because she starts to sleepwalk, but she talks herself out of it because she was talking to Doctor Loomis and he told her, hey, if you find yourself sleepwalking, tell yourself it's only you're only sleepwalking and wake up. So as this is going on. This girl outside is getting murdered by the murderer. She gets fucking whacked after the boy takes off and she goes outside. So now she goes outside and then a firefly okay. guides her, <laughs> now, to, okay, guides her <laughs> with a glove. Now she finds this glove and the murder weapon. The girl's gone. Her, her roommate's dead. Gone. You know, the, 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 per, the killer covets the bodies and takes them. So she finds this glove, takes the glove, goes up to her room, turns her lights on, and then sees there's maggots in the glove, and then lets out a scream. Yeah. Then oh, that's when then the they really start busting her. Okay. Because she she sleepwalked the night before. The next night she's screaming in her room, and her roommate's missing. So now, you know, everybody's on her. The kids are teasing her. The fucking headmistress is busting her balls. We got to get this chick checked out. Who? Uh, wait, I have to talk about the scene where she finds the the firefly. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> because. The fucking the music and the scene to me don't gel whatsoever. It's fucking. Uh, she sees the fire. You know, she's wandering outside. She sees the firefly, and and they they obviously have some kind of connection. But the music is so like, you know, fast paced and like dun to dun to You know, something is. This is an action scene, and it's going. Uh. Like, but yet she's following. She's tiptoeing behind the firefly. Huh, two wow. feet at a time. You know, she's going as slow <laughs> as possible, and yet the music is like bum 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 dum dum bum dum bum dum bum. It's like she couldn't be moving slower. You know, if she tried, I know she's sleepwalking or whatever. She's following a bug. You know, but I'm like, this just doesn't gel with me. I did. I didn't really. Yeah. Did you? Did you think otherwise? Really? I didn't realize it because they had so many options because. They had Goblin doing their thing, like they always do with our Generals movies. Yeah. 
And then they also had the heavy metal soundtrack. They yeah, had, yeah. They there was like Iron Maiden songs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they had, they had some had good music. Flash of the Blade, the worst yeah. fucking track on Power Slave, and they use it not once but twice in the movie. But that's another story. It's a, <laughs> right. it's a B side for fucking Iron Maiden's. Any Iron Maiden Power Slave is a great album, and uh, whatever. Flash of the Blade will be a B side to one of the singles, as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, they use it twice. They have Goblin. They have the heavy metal soundtrack, including fucking Iron Maiden, Motorhead, Bill Wyman, and others. Okay, and then they have Claudio Simonetti, who all who also scores Argento's films. Yeah. Uh huh. So yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, they have all these options. Fucking Goblin is brilliant. It's all great. And then they throw yeah, yeah. shit in there. You're right, though. I didn't notice it at the time. But it does not make sense. You have three different options to use for your score, for your music in that scene. No, they should have more of a drone. Right. Or, 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 or slower paced. I mean, it was like a fucking fast pace That's for weird. her. And she walks like five feet to a bush following I, a fucking firefly it's like oh my, oh my god this does not make sense my brain is like going no this doesn't compute no, i guess the should... music maybe the music is is being synced with the firefly's movements oh my god i don't know it just maybe didn't... they're following the firefly yeah, which I'm... thus is is the moral of the story not the moral of the story but they follow the bugs maybe this firefly because you know they move fast no maybe uh, yeah it's bouncing around Maybe it's accompanying, accompanying. Yeah, I can't even speak. It, no, I understand that. That's like the drive of the story and how she gets involved is because it's exciting that she knows or she can communicate with these insects, and they sort of lead her in in the right direction. Right. But at the same time, it's like, well, it's not exciting to watch somebody walk True. behind a fucking firefly. <laughs> Yeah, that's this not exciting. <laughs> no, it's not exciting. You're right there. I but guess anyways, right. I never thought about that. Wow, that, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it, it, because well, that's a flaw. That's a little slip of the banana. But anyways, <laughs> it, it leads her to a glove. That, you know, yeah. that's what you said. It leads her to a glove that has has maggots in it, and that's kind of the um, uh, impetus for the the rest of the movie. Is that yes? Um, uh, these insects are able to lead her to where the murderer used to live. Is that you know? That well, here's what it is. It's that particular fly. It's it's only yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he calls it the uh, the, um, the, the sarcophagus. The sar- yeah. Yes, it's that fly, and these maggots are you know they are laid by that fly, and they are only attracted to dead bodies. Right. Dead bodies only. That's that's all they feed off of are dead human carcass. And Gross. therefore, yeah, it is fucking sick, right? Yeah, <laughs> fucking food chain. See who's on top of the food chain? Sarcophagus, right? right. <laughs> but there they are, and and then, and then you know that 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 comes into play later on when they you know they become the fucking big investigators to to get to the bottom of everything. But like you were saying before, they give her the mental tests because all that shit goes down, and they're gonna send her to a mental hospital. They're saying, okay, we're going to check you out. We're going to either send you to a mental hospital or the kids are teasing her. They're going, we worship you. We worship you. Poor girl. It was, kind of, it was reminiscent of the Carrie scene. Well, when, when that happens, she shows everybody what's fucking up. Yeah, because, she sure okay, does. Okay, so, so to, yes. give, to give you guys, you know, 
uh, aspect of what we're talking about. She, uh, all the girls in the school find out that she has a fucking relationship with insects and they start, you know, teasing her, you know, they just gang up on her at once in the hallway. Yeah, they're, they're already against her because she's, she's the daughter of somebody famous. Yeah. And yeah, she, she sleepwalks. They think that she's little Miss Pris. She's a weirdo. Around. Yeah, she she right. she wants attention and all this right. stuff. But then she likes insects, and it's like, oh, you're a weirdo. Right. And they're all acting like insects, being like, we worship you. You're the queen, right. you know, and all this stuff. <laughs> and fucking uh, then she. That's when she she actually is able. Uh, it's kind of like Carrie. You're right. Yeah, she it is like Carrie. Yeah, it, it kind of awakens yeah. something in her, and she's able to. Uh, summon the insects now. And then she says, I love you all. Remember yeah. she makes a big statement? She goes, I love you. That, in I, in I a think way, that, it's touching, but in a way, it's weird. Well, so I think that was like an awakening in her mind. Right. It's like it took those kids rattling her uh, to such an extent that it, it it woke her up, essentially. Right. It's like talking to the doctor kind of woke her up, but this mm-hmm. really like shook her, you know, emotionally. Yeah. And so she's like, yes, you know, I, it was I, cool. I can do this with these insects. And they I, all and, fucking come around and they yes. fucking, a bunch of flies and they come up against the windows and they're pressed up against the windows. And it's there for all the girls and the headmistress and everybody to see. Yeah. Yeah. You're teasing me. Guess what, motherfucker? I am yeah. the fucking Lord of the Flies. Fuck you. You know, yeah. and here and, they come. But she's peaceful about it. She's like, I love you all. Yada, yada, yada. You know, and it's. Yeah, and she essentially sure. just she, yeah she freaks all the other girls out right and uh, and it, it's weird because again as we talk about it it sounds so ludicrous right but but really I mean uh, you know and and there's lunacy in it and but but uh, Argento makes it work within the story because it's not like it's right. it's not essentially. Uh, the primary uh, uh, part of the story, you know, it's just a component of Correct. the story. You know what I mean? It's not the main focus of the story. If it was, it would be absolute, you know, uh, uh, idiocy. You know, right. it wouldn't make any sense. But it's just a part of the story, and it's part of this young girl's like coming of age, you know, and uh, and her understanding herself and stuff like that. And so that's what really makes it interesting. Fuck it. Well put, Wazell. Hey, yeah. It is a component, and it is a coming-of-age situation. That's, see? That's what I'm saying. You get it. You know, and not everybody is going to get it when they watch a film like Well, it, it, If they it, listen to us, maybe, you know, and then watch it. But, I it, mean, I hear you how, how some people could be put off by it. It but, took me a couple of viewings because the first right. viewing, I, I recognized the, the, the fucking giallo aspect and stuff. But I was like, I, was like, I, I, I don't fucking get all this bug shit. You know, right. it's like if they would have taken this out, I would have liked it more. But the 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 more times I watched it, I was like, okay, this is just a component, and it's a mm-hmm. unique component, and it makes sense. And um, if you if if you realize that this girl is coming of age and all this stuff at the same time, you know, it's an interesting part of the tale. You know, Absolutely. it's 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 more unique than anything you've ever seen before. So why not embrace that uniqueness? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Very good. And it is, too. Yep. So, um, shit. So they okay, go, they, so, so they, they, yeah. Yeah, they go on, they go on investigation. Yeah. Dr. Loomis basically tells her, okay, listen, she ran away from school because 
they were going to put her in a mental institution or a hospital and do yeah, this shit. Yeah, she wasn't So she had no that. reason to go back to that school. So now she's rich and her father's fucking in America and she's trying to get help from the father's lawyer, but she can't get a hold of him. He's in the Philippines. Yada, yada, yada. Long story. But, um, you know, she runs away and, of course, she goes to Dr. Lewis and he goes, well, listen, since you left school, why don't we just figure out this murder? Let's fucking, let's get to the bottom of this. You and this sarcophagus fly are going to go and... You're going to find out where the fucking dead body is. Yeah, you guys are going to be the detectives. detectives. Yes. I was, yeah. It was cool. At this point, point I was like, this is the most interesting fucking movie I've ever seen, I think. (laughs) Holy shit, this guy in a wheelchair is telling, with a chimp assistant, (laughs) is telling telling this 15-year-old girl to take this fly, and you're going to ride a bus and find out where exactly this killer lives? Yeah. This is fucking whacked out shit. Yeah. This is fucking bonkers shit. Yeah, but it could <laughs> happen. I mean, make if it makes sense, what he see, said about yeah. that fly, it holds true. That it, if that, that fly would, would scent, would, would pick up the fucking a dead body. So yeah. if you can communicate with this fly and you can bring it with you and it's going to... You know, it's gonna do what it that it does instinctively. Yet, it's gonna follow your orders because you're the fucking insect king, yeah. queen. You know, then then go fucking go with it. Go with this fly. They put it in a box, cruise around on the bus until you until the fly has some movement, and then follow the fly. Yeah, and, and then she it. she essentially finds the house that the young girl found in the first scene of the movie. Mm-hmm. And and by this time it's months later, you know, almost 9 months later right. and 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 they've moved out of the yeah, house. It's empty. it's yeah. fucking empty. You know, she goes in, she's wandering around, she's trying to you know, the flies like, you know, trying to lead her to stuff like that. But then all of a sudden she gets busted by the uh, real estate agent. And right. he thinks that she's just the girl there trying to steal shit. You know, I, wh- whatever. He kicks her out and all that shit, uh, uh, which makes sense. But then, uh, uh, excuse me. <laughs> what is this fucking uh, skeleton crew? <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> but then uh, uh, there's like a uh, there's there's more human remains in the house, right? There's right. like a hand in the house, and it's covered in maggots and whatnot. And um, uh, yeah, yeah, and then the guy, then the, the a detective. Right after she leaves, confronts the real estate agents. So yes. He's, fucking, he's on the case. He's coming down. And so everybody's, you know, things are coming together. The detective is like, oh, what's going on here? And he's like, well, I thought this girl was sneaking in. And I'm trying to sell the house. Are you interested in buying it? He's like, no, actually, I'm a detective. And I'm, you know, trying to get to the bottom of these murders. So, you know, they're on the case. They're trying to figure their shit out. Then, you know, she leaves. And then the fucking... <laughs> she goes back to Loomis to, you know, to let him know, hey, you know, nobody at the house. We got chased out. I found a couple toys because she found a couple toys in the one room and, you know, whatever. Yeah. She's going back to tell Loomis what happened. When she gets there, the monkey is fucking outside the house. And the monkey can't get in. And all yeah. of a sudden, right, then the killer is in the house and he's coming after Loomis. 
Right. That was a fucking cool scene. Yeah. Okay, so, like, the killer somehow tricked the fucking, you know, chimp to be outside. Yeah. And... And so, uh, Dr. Loomis, <laughs> uh, he's in his wheelchair upstairs and he's like, okay, you know, my, my chimp, my chimp nurse is freaking out and, right. uh, right. yeah, but this leads to a, a really cool scene, yeah. uh, in that, uh, he uses a fucking, like a chair lift. To get yeah. up and down the stairs. It's like gremlins, yes. Yes, exactly <laughs> like fucking gremlins. Yes. yes. Uh, probably the best, you know, the second best time that a chairlift has been used uh, in a horror movie. Uh, but, yeah, the yep. killer fucking, you know, uh, tricks the chimp to be outside so uh, they won't be bothered. And then lowers uh, Loomis down on the chairlift and then stabs him. Uh, with their, you know, spear, knife, whatever it is, cane spear, uh, uh, while he's coming down the uh, uh, the chairlift, and that was surprising. I didn't expect I him to, him to die in the movie, right? Or at least not that early. You know, right. it, I mean, there's still like 40 minutes of the movie left, and yeah. I was I was surprised. I was like, well, he seemed like a main character, right. and for the murderer to, to to instinctively attack him like that. I thought that was pretty surprising. Yeah, the murder the murderer knew that fucking you know yeah. that they were on to her or yeah. him or whatever. You know? So this is going on. And the, the worst part is the poor monkey is fucking trying to get in the house and it's looking at and the monkey witnesses the murder. You know? It's trying oh, to yeah. get back in, it's pounding on the going doors and it looks insane. through the window. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. poor thing. Yeah. Then it gets to, then finally the killer leaves after the murder's done and the monkey goes in the house. Goes over to Loomis, and you know, and, and fucking is whimpering and, and laying up against him because the monkey knows that that he's dead. You know, it's kind of oh, yeah. sad. It's a yeah. sad scene, really. Is. Yeah, it's kind of sad because you know, I mean, primates, you know, yeah, <laughs> they have so many you know different emotions and stuff, you know, that are so similar to us. So we yeah, can't help. Yeah, we know? can't help to connect. Yeah, absolutely. and then that fucking crazy mo- that chimp. Uh, now jumps on the car of the killer as the killer pulls away. That was pretty surprising because yes, it was. It was, <laughs> it was out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> yes, I mean, it, it, it seemed like I, it, it was a little ludicrous because uh, a little I mean, bit. I, I think <laughs> I think they would have been down the road enough that they would have been you know away from this this chimp chimpanzee or whatever, but. Maybe. Uh, all of a sudden, yeah, they jump on the car. It's like, ah, it's like a shocking fucking moment. <laughs> that poor chimp. He goes through, and then he becomes a hobo after that, and he's fucking leaving out of the garbage, you know? Yeah, poor it's thing. It's a client of that chimp, but then he's the hero. But whatever, we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, so the killer, so the chimp attacks the fucking killer, and they're trying to drive, and, you know, there's no conclusion to that. The car's driving away, and the chimp is on the hood of the car, and it's going back and forth, and then it the scene just, you know, cuts away. And then the next thing you know, Jennifer stumbles upon another house. Oh, there's no... <laughs> does she stumble upon the house? No, 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 no. How does that happen? Somehow she hooks up with that other woman, Daria Nicolodi, who's the uh, the second in charge. Not the headmistress, but the other girl who's a teacher at the school. Mm-hmm. And then she brings her in, and then she goes to the place, and she's making phone calls first. 
She's at the airport. She's trying to call her friend. She's like, listen, someone's trying yeah, to call she, us. Yeah, yada, she's yada. trying to call her right. dad's lawyers. Yes, And she's Morris. saying, hey, th- there's fucking shit going on here. Right. You yeah. know, it's like, I, I want to leave. I don't want to be here anymore. And then uh, the lawyers contact uh, uh, the, uh, what's her name? Uh, Mrs. Buckner, who is the, the head of the school. Right. And, and so she's like, you know, they're like, okay stay with mrs buckner and then she goes and stays with her and then it turns into what i can only compare to a friday the 13th uh scene with right? <laughs> mrs Voorhees. <laughs> like, right very uh, good yeah i guess you're right about that yeah no which i love because it's yeah. like you know she takes her in and all of a sudden you know she's talking but you you feel like she's sinister in a way and all right. this stuff, and it turns out that she is because, <clears throat> yeah, because I think a lawyer shows up, and she, At the end, yeah, but yeah, yeah, she they're put... in cahoots with them, so you think it's okay because she's like, yeah, I talked to Morris, the agent, yeah, and, and um, they're gonna come and whatever you need, I'm gonna take care of you while you're waiting, and then she brings her in, and as soon as she brings her in the house, you know, they're like, oh, don't take me to an institution. She's like, no, I'm gonna yeah. take you home, and then Morris is gonna come. And it's all going to be taken care of. Don't worry about it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm at your disposal. I, I spoke to your your father's lawyer, and don't worry, I'm going to take care of you. And she brings her in there. As soon as she gets in, she sees all those those drapes or, or all yeah, the mirrors yeah, all are the covered. mirrors are covered. And she yeah. says, "I have a son who's, you know, deformed, and I do this for him, and all this stuff." And 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 instantly, I can't help but think about the first murder scene where someone was chained to a wall. It's like, okay, this has, you know, she's clearly the mother of the murderer. That's what I was thinking, you know. And, and why the fuck would you have mirrors all over the house? <laughs> yeah, she had, like, just, just take just, the goddamn mirror down. <laughs> don't have mirrors. Have a mirror in the bathroom where you need it. And that's fucking it. You can have all these decorations all over the house just so this poor bastard could constantly be reminded right. of how fucking hideous he is. Oh my god! So what the fuck? He's got to call fucking sundown. Fuck. Yeah, I tell you, that's the only thing about that. If there's any slip of the banana on this movie, that it's not a big uh, one. But I'm not going to criticize Dario too much. But what the fuck? Why not? Why have mirrors then? But uh, I guess because they work unless they show you that. Because it's a movie. They have to show, not I tell. Know. You know. They have to really pound it down or yeah. fucking, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it turns out, you know, uh, I I think one of the lawyers shows up, and then... Um, Not till the end. No one shows up. She's in the house by herself. With the oh, woman. is that right? Remember, remember, she goes, take these pills and calm down. Right. She goes, go in the bathroom, and then she, she takes the pill, she, and she's like, you know what? I think these fucking pills are poison. She, yeah, she, she throws she, it up, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't trust her. She takes the pill, she goes into the bathroom, and in the bathroom the mirror's covered, which it should be, because you're going to have a mirror in the bathroom. I understand that. And then she takes it, <laughs> she's like, you know, you know what, I think this woman's poisoning me. Something's fucking not right here. So she tries to make herself throw up, and the woman on the outside hears it, and she's like, how dare you behave this way? Right. <laughs> it's kind of funny, you know? And then she, you know, she pukes it up, so she doesn't end up taking the pill because she feels she's poisoned, you know. And then then what? But she, she... Uh, 
uh, yeah, she tries she's to... She's kept prisoner because yeah. all she comes down, remember? The and detective she... shows... Is it the detective that shows up? And then all the shit comes down? Because the guy does show up. It's the it's the detective, right, that ends up being Shane in the basement? Yeah, yeah. The guy shows up. He ends up getting, you know, attacked and... Uh, oh, we don't know that, which is we, brilliant. It we don't a... know that at first, yeah. Yes, we don't, but see what I'm saying? That's what's good about it. At first... We we, don't, we we do realize that something's amiss here. She's being poisoned, and she comes out, and supposedly she has this deformed son. And we only know about the background with the chains and all right. the others in the mirrors. So we have to believe that it's true, and we, we piece that together. But then she presses some button, and it's like she has some high-tech fucking defense shit. And all these steel corridors come down in front of her windows and everything. And she's locked in. Yeah, so it's like, holy person. shit. Does she yeah. have a fucking army base going on? What the right? fuck? Right? She has some high-tech shit like the fucking... Like, how much money would it be to fucking right. install all this shit? <laughs> holy fuck. Right, she's got it going on with it. Jesus she, she's Christ. Fucking, she's got that shit on lockdown like fucking Day of the Dead. Yeah, she's You're right. fucking around, you know? So a detective comes up to the house. And the woman goes outside. And she seems to be strolling along with him calmly. In talking, you know, I don't know what he asks. Or he says something about so we had one instance of somebody trying to break into an asylum. And anyway, they're talking about something else. But the, the you know, the detective is obviously a little suspicious of something. But we're not, we know what that is yet, you know. So the girl's trapped. So what really gets cool is a few minutes later, when you start hearing screaming from the basement, and the fucking the girl's trying to get out. She finds yeah. the weapon. Remember? And she uses that to get out because the girl takes the phone. The, the old lady, not the old lady. What do you, Mrs. Buckner takes the yeah, phone. Yeah, Mrs. Buckner. Yeah. Yes. She takes the phone because she sees that Jennifer Connolly is trying to call out on it. She puts it in the other room over this thing. Now, Jennifer finds this thing, and guess what? It's the same tool that we see the killer use. You yeah. piece it together, and it's real long. You know? So yeah. she's, yeah, she's going to take this thing and use it to get the phone back. And as she's doing that, she's hearing but she, from the basement, which yeah. to me is scary. Because I'm thinking it's her fucking deformed son, and he's fucking screaming. And, and he's all- the killer and all this shit, yeah. But then she yeah, yeah she knocks uh, the phone down this fucking uh, cavern corridor. Right. Yeah. She ends up crawling after it. Yep. She ends up going into her room. She finds the fucking detective. And it's cool because she's about to grab the phone to call nine one one or whatever it is back then. And as she grabs the phone, she's on it. A hand reaches up and grabs her. You think, holy fuck, it's the deformed son. It's, it's the killer. Yeah, yeah. You think instantly it's the killer. Yes. But no, it's, it's not. not. It's the fucking right. detective. <clears throat> and like yeah, and and this is one of the cooler scenes in the movie, I think, because this is like. Uh, a, a, a precursor to like a hostile movie or something like that. It, it has the it has the detective and he's chained to the wall. He's like, you know, what the fuck, you know, freaking out. And she uh, uh, falls into this pit yes. of fucking Body. dis- uh, bodies and disgustingness. And it's I'm like, like poltergeist in the pool. Yes, it's exactly like poltergeist. Yes. yes. Oh my god! But it's like all these decaying bodies and stuff like Sick. that, and yeah. it is fucking disgusting. And that and that's the kind of thing I want to see in this movie. Yeah, you know. And uh, yeah, she's she's freaking out. He's there, and then all of a sudden, Mrs. Buckner comes into the fold. 
Mm-hmm. And and <laughs> this dude fucking he does a thing that you only do in movies. It's I don't crazy. think I don't think you would ever do this in real life. He breaks his fucking thumb yep. or or whatever just to get out of the handcuffs. Yeah, it was well, a good idea. <laughs> it's a great idea for a movie. Yeah. Would you ever do this in real life? I don't. Well, to, I don't to know. To escape death, I would try if if it, the thought crossed my mind. Now that I've seen this movie, I would think to try. Yeah. <laughs> right now you that you've seen mean? this movie, you would think, think to try. About it. If to you me, were ever like captured saw. and chained to a wall, yeah, yeah, it's exactly the like Saw. It's like saw. yeah, yes. yeah. Would, cool. would you would you break? Yeah, your fucking yeah bones to to get out. Of, I, I, well, like I don't saw. know. It's, it's like crazy. Life or death? Would you saw yeah. your own fucking foot to get out to get out of those ankle locks? Of course you would. If you could, if the thought crossed your mind, hey, this is my only chance to survive. You're gonna do what you're gonna do. It's life or death. You're gonna do what you're gonna do. That's all there is to it. Right. It, well, it, it, it it's a clever idea by the writer that's to to come up with that. Just it was for this and it was for saw. You know. True. It, it's good. True, I can't argue that. Um, yeah, so, oh shit. How about the laugh? How about when she was laughing at her and she was laughing at him when they were shooting? He goes, ha, 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 ha. She was doing that <laughs> laugh. Do you realize that laugh is the exact same laugh only because I've seen the movie a million times. It was the exact same laugh in the climax of Suspiria when the girl goes up to the room and she really? fucking... And Imelda Marcos is, is taunting her. You come to kill Imelda Marcos? Ha, ha. American girl, I'm telling you, it no, was no really. Holy movie. shit! Yes, I would bet if I could, if I can wager it, I would bet that that uh, our general used her voice and that laugh for that scene in Suspiria, even though it was eight years earlier, because she did she did appear huh. in that movie, Daria Nicolodi, as a woman in the airport for a brief scene. Well, so let's go. What, let's go to the phones. We have Dario Gento on the line. You are live. Oh wait, no, we don't. <laughs> oh, I wish. Holy fuck. <laughs> but I'm telling you, that laugh is identical. Watch that and then stop it, pause it, whatever the fuck. Put oh, on shit. Suspiria in the climax when you know she comes upon the witch, and it's the exact same laugh. Because huh. I noticed it right away. You know, I was like, holy fuck. And I haven't watched uh, Phenomena in probably like three years. But I've watched Suspiria probably like six times in the last three years, yeah. so it's it's fresher in my memory. So I watched it like, holy fuck, that it's an old Marcos's laugh. That, that's pretty fucked up. But if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But maybe hey, somebody call in and say no. Something. I yeah, think it is. absolutely. Yeah, let us know. So uh, uh, Jennifer gets out of the pit, and then <laughs> yeah, what's next? That's uh, what. She, she comes face to face with the fucking kid. Is that what happens next? Yeah, because she the, runs off. This part, I mean, yes, this is weird. When she meets the kid, I, I'm sorry, but this yeah. part takes me fucking way out of this movie. And I hope you agree with me, but this kid should have been different for this movie. I agree. Oh my I, god. I, he was fa- he, she comes across him when she hears like whimpering and suddenly she sympathizes with him and she thinks obviously that the mother's crazy because of her yeah. she's trying to kill her and she's done this to the guy and of course you're going to think the woman's fucking batshit crazy. So huh. she, she comes and stumbles upon the room and she's like you don't have to cry anymore because this little kid is whimpering in the corner. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah, yeah it's a little turn. kid. It's like eight yes. years old, yes. but then it turns around. And it's like a monster straight out of the funhouse with right. fucking with fucking uh, huge jaws and a fucking. I'm like, I don't, no, no, I, this oh, doesn't compute with the fucking movie. I can overlook that. I can see that the child is monstrous. That is fine. I can see that it has fucked up teeth and it's monstrous and it's a fucking hidden secret and wherever it came from, it came from. Yeah, that, but the kid is like pass. malicious. He's, He's like... That. He has no. maggots on his face. That's my problem. No, that too. Yeah, yeah. Yes. His, yeah. That's has, what freaking strikes me as really fucked up. He has like a skin condition that... I, I, I don't know. Yeah, he has maggots on his face. He has a Way fucking... Over. Yes. Yeah, he has a yeah. He's trying. It's like he's trying to attack all the fucking ideas at once. He's fucking. He's yeah. a he's a mongoloid of some sort, right. but he's also he wants to kill everything he sees. Yeah, he's uh, fucked up. But yeah, he is, he wants to attack her instantly, and he has maggots on his face. Like, why is his fucking skin rotting? I don't understand. Maggots only go to where there's rotting flesh. The only I thing I can say. Okay, yeah. Maybe because there's dead bodies everywhere that the, there's maggots are, are are permeating the premises. So therefore, because this kid's chained up, you know, and he's got fucked up skin to begin what? with, maybe the maggots are attracted to his skin. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe you're, you're fucking reaching. That doesn't yes, make any well, sense. I agree. I'm not gonna suspend all my fucking everything yeah. just because it's our general. No, it's fucked up. I agree. They should have left the maggots off his face and just let him. And, and he just should have been deformed. Yep. So the fucking okay. The, they went the, overboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, I know. They really lose me in this in this last few minutes. The fucking kid attacks the girl, and uh, yeah. she she ends up calling upon uh, flies. Is it flies to fucking? Yeah, I think it's a bunch of flies because she runs to, outside to swarm him. him. Yeah, she goes on a boat, and then he's in a boat with her, right? Right. He attacks her in the boat. Yeah. And then there's the whole situation, fucking and yeah. She does call upon the flies. She, she calls upon yeah, yeah, a swarm. Of, a swarm I mean, I, they they, they fucking cloud the sky. They're like there's horse so flies. there's oh, so yeah. many fucking flies, and, and they swarm him. They take him over. Uh, uh, there's like an explosion. He fucking you know yeah, supposedly fire, dies. Gasoline. Yeah, yeah. It gets, all out, this, of, it gets out of control. All this shit happens. Uh, she swims for her life. You know, there's fucking fire everywhere. She gets attacked by him yeah. uh, uh, when she's under the water and all this stuff. And I'm just like, dude, control. this part fucking loses me big time. I understand yeah. the part of her, like, bringing the flies to uh, uh, attack the villain. But yeah. it's like this little kid who is like a monster for, for right. un, I mean, it would be more, uh, uh, believable if he had only a one eye and he was like a Cyclops. He right. was like so ludicrous. I, I, I didn't believe it. That, that kind of took me out of it. You know, it was pretty fantastical. Yeah. 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 And, and, I mean, and, and for that to happen right at the end of the movie, yeah. I was like, okay, you're fucking losing me, dude. Yeah. Like I, I I'm I'm on board with the insect thing, you know, and then all of a sudden you introduce an eight year old kid who's like a fucking, you know, the kid from the fun house, you know, yeah, he has a fucking right. gnashing teeth and he's fucking weird and all this stuff and he wants to kill people. Like what the fuck? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he kind of lost Yo, I me hear there. You. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. It really is crazy. It's fucking outlandish. And uh, they could have gone a different way with it. Yeah. And yeah. I, I wish he did because it, so it, it would have been a, a, a much better movie. I still enjoy it because. Oh, yeah. It's still. She, she kills the kid. She swims the shore. Well, they kill the kid. The fucking yeah, the the flies. flies yeah, and, yeah. And he burns and whatever because there's all that shit going on. Yeah. That then yeah then then she swims the shore. She swims the shore and then she sees kid. the fucking the lawyer. Yeah. The lawyer shows up and's like, oh my god, I'm saved. Yeah. And this this scene saves oh, the cool. last five minutes. Yes. Because, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you know the, the the lawyer is running towards her, mm-hmm. and you think, okay, this is the end of the movie. You know that was it. You know, and then all of a sudden, the fucking lawyer gets his <laughs> head fucking cut off. Yeah, in a, a point of brilliance. Yeah, by the fucking mother of the of the mongoloid, you know, child <laughs> or whatever. Right. And yep. that was great. Yeah, uh, that saved. It was great. like I said, that saved the last five minutes because. Mm-hmm. I was taken out of it so much by that fucking kid, and yeah, that was di- I hear you. And, and the sudden death, and not only a death but a beheading, you know, right? Oh, <laughs> that saved it. Yeah, me. it was great. Yes, <laughs> I agree. It did took you right back into it. Like, whoa, yeah, exactly. Nice. Fucking and you, beheading, badass. And, and, and right. you realize that okay, the mother is the crazy one. She's trying to protect her son, and right. she's insane. And she's doing all this killing and whatnot. Right. And um, <laughs> then one more ridiculous thing before fucking. <laughs> she's about to kill. Yeah, Jennifer. and then and then Irma. Well, no, what? what it, Irma yeah, is that? Uh, Inga. Inga. Game getting her wrong. Inga searching through the garbage, in between the the scene where um, after Loomis gets whacked, and now they show they show Inga searching through the garbage, looking for food and everything else. And Inga comes across this fucking, um, what is it like? A, what are those things called? Those old school shavers where they used to shave men with the fucking the razor yeah. and the long thing. Uh, there must be a word for it. I don't know what it is, but uh, it'll fuck you uh, up. Whatever. Uh, uh, <laughs> right, a straight you know? razor. Yeah, it's a straight razor. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a fucking Inga comes across a straight razor in the garbage while while she's looking for food and sees that. Well, now suddenly. The woman comes and says, and you know, she kills Morris, the fucking lawyer, and says, blah, 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 blah. You guys are on to me. I was trying to protect my son, giving her whole fucking speech. I had to protect, whatever. And then she's fucking about to come after, you know, Jennifer. And out of nowhere, out of fucking nowhere, here comes Inga with the fucking straight razor to save the day. And boy, oh boy. Yes, it's a little ridiculous that her timing was impeccable. Yeah, sure. but. Yeah! But, wow, what a payoff! <laughs> Doctor Loomis showed her exactly <laughs> how to do it in the in the, in the opening scene with her. He, <laughs> yeah, he he showed her on a piece of paper. He's like, "No, this will cut you. See, just like this." Oh, you're right. And, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's the fucking callback. No, the yeah, wow. exactly, dude. Oh, he, fuck. she came in with a knife on the opening scene with them. And he's like, no, you don't use this. See what happens? And he cuts a piece of paper, and and that's exactly what happens. At the end, she takes a knife, and she fucking cuts her to death because she knows that she's wrong and she's evil. But he, 
Yeah, that's like the smartest uh, chimp in the fucking world, dude. It's great, though. <laughs> it's great. I never made the connection of the beginning scene with the paper. Yeah, instructed, yep. And then come, coming back in the climax. Exactly, dude. All the times dude. I've seen this. Holy fuck. Yep, that's a definite callback. Uh, yeah, where, really where the cool. chimp learns exactly what a knife is uh, from Dr. Loomis in the opening scene. Because at first... Uh, you know, she or he right. is right. just is is just playing with it, and yeah. he's like, "Nope, nope, no, nope. you don't want to use this because this is what happens." And right. he he just takes it on a piece of paper and just slices it, oh, and then man. that comes back later, and she's like, "Yeah, I know what this does. This is gonna ruin your face, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> right? What a revelation, though. I never thought about that, but it's yeah. uh, very good and great that he fucking really tore her ass to shreds. And oh yeah, that bloody was a, fucking yeah. Finale. That really that and the beheading really redeemed the last five minutes because anything, anything with that kid on the screen was fucking garbage. It You're should. Right. Yeah, oh my god, it was. Can't it, dispute that, right? Oh boy, that was the worst part of the movie. Absolutely. Yeah, it's I, unfortunate. I. Hear yeah, you. I don't know what the fuck was up. It with looked, it looked fucking ridiculous. Oh my god, the special effects were fucking terrible. The kid is growling, and and all that stuff, and being like, uh, you know, like he's attacking people. It's like he's eight years old. Why would he attack people with, uh, you know, with malicious intent? It wouldn't happen. He was just a dis- mentally disturbed mongoloid. I understand that 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 would happen in in the fun house, and that's what happened in the fun house. But here, it's like, no, I'm gonna kill you. I'm a murderer. You know, it's like, dude, you're fucking eight years old. I don't care if you look hideous or not. You're not gonna just do that. Yeah, I hear you. It was pretty <laughs> fucked up. I guess they could have had more time to explain it, but. They didn't, uh, yeah, they didn't bother to explain I it. think if the son was older, I, I I think the son just should have been older because it I was like, it yes. was clearly played by like a midget, you know, <laughs> in a fucking, in a mask. And it didn't make sense. You know, if, if it was like a 20 year old mongoloid who was a monster and she was trying to keep secret and stuff like that, that would have made more sense. But it was a young, it was a really young kid. And why would any young kid want to kill someone? No young kid would want to do that. Would no. you have been happier if it was that fucking... <laughs> that, if, fucking if, that red yes! belly thing from Lord of Salem? <laughs> oh, God. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> Can you imagine? Dude, no. Would no. you have been happier if that thing was in there? No. Okay. That, that fucking quack it. Get the... <laughs> We're going to do that movie someday. Oh, whatever. Oh brother, <laughs> that thing was great. <laughs> That's great. Of, oh, get yeah, the fuck out of here! But it was great, you know. Yeah, ridiculous. Yes, you're right. <laughs> I agree. I confess. I, I confess up to my shit. Listen, okay. I love fucking Argento, but that thing was ridiculous. Yes, the guy yeah. is brilliant. His movies are wonderful. I fucking love the guy as a director. That part in that movie was ridiculous. I'm not blind to the fact. Yes. <laughs> that thing in Rob Zombie's Lords of Salem was ridiculous, yes. But whatever. I still got joy out of it. Uh, ah. What can I say? <laughs> you, 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 you're kind of turning me around on Lords of Salem, but I mean. Thank uh, you. So... By the end of this shit, I'm going to have you talk about <laughs> Lords of Salem and House of a Thousand Corpses, damn it. We're going to do the Rob yeah. Zombie 
fucking retrospective. But I don't know about that. You're going to be loving corpses and fucking Lord of Salem more than you like Devil's Rejects. Like I do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll see. But anyways, <laughs> I don't know about that. So the fucking the movie ends with uh, the chimp. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Irma? Is that right? I keep Inga, wanting to Inga, call the Irma. Inga. 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 Inga and, and yes, Jennifer yeah. on the shore, and they have like a moment. They're like, okay, it's over. Yeah, they hug. They're happy, yeah. you know. So. It wasn't so, necessarily yeah. a, a Day of the Dead ending, you know, or fucking they're sitting on the beach. Fucking. <laughs> no, it wasn't super happy, but it was. Yeah, I was kind of happy. It so, was cool. You know, yeah. it was a little ridiculous that the monkey was there at that given time, but the payoff with the fucking slicing and dicing of that woman's face was nice. It was a nice bloody scene. And no, absolutely. And the beheading before that was was yeah. a shocker and it was it was greatly needed and I appreciate it. Yeah, and, and you know, just when you think something's going to go on in our general movie, uh if the plot gets a little bit weak in this point, it's get, you're going to get a payoff with violence. It's vice versa. It's just the way his movies work. Nothing is perfect except Suspiria. <laughs> well, well, we'll talk about that, that on another podcast. But <laughs> So uh, what do you rate this movie, uh, Phenomena, from, you know, 1985, uh, 1 through 5, what do you gonna, give it? I give it a four. Four. You said that at the beginning. I thought maybe I could sway you in another sway direction. Me? What did I say at the beginning? I said I, I couldn't give one of his movies less than a three. Guys. <laughs> you said. And I said I wouldn't give a five. That's all I said. Ah, right? uh, true. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's what you said. Four is fair. Why? You, you really think it's less than a four? Uh, Given all the things see, you said about the beautiful opening see, scene and this and that and the other thing and the story and the fucking plot and boy, see, uh, see, do I gotta sell it? Shit. No, I I am predisposed to like this kind of movie. I already like Italian cinema, uh, and horror, and and as we talk through the movie, I I I kind of appreciate appreciate more the uh, you know the relationship the jennifer had with the insects and all that stuff like that so i would probably give it a three and a half oh that's okay yeah i would say i mean there's there's some things that you know really bring it down like the sun coming in who looks like a fucking i agree a freak i mean that that drop i mean god damn it that was only five minutes of the movie but that dropped the movie a full point for me Wow. Yeah, I wish that fucking wasn't there because that was really bad. Um, the scene uh, that I talked about where the lightning bug and and Jennifer what you know with with the fast paced music and she's <laughs> right. just wa- she's just slowly walking behind it and there's fast paced music. It's like oh my god, this does not belong together. Holy shit! And I never but, noticed it. That's the funny part. <laughs> Wow. But, um, but I hear you. I can understand that. But, I mean, really the uniqueness of this movie and the style of this movie. I mean, it's well acted. You got Donald Pleasance. He's a, you know, classic actor. He does no wrong. 
right. in this movie. Uh, right. Jennifer Connelly, perfect. Very good job. I girl. mean, she does Fucking great. Holy shit. She yeah. nailed it, man. Yeah, she yeah. is clearly a classic actor. Yeah. Uh, even as a young girl in this yeah. movie, she does great. And uh, she sells the whole insect thing. If it wasn't for her, if it was for, you know, somebody else, I don't know if they could do it. Because that's a you. hard sell. Yes, it I is. I mean, uh, you know, nobody has ever done this. You know, a girl connecting with insects and there's a murderer. I mean, this is so unique. It's ridiculous. And he makes it work, even though there's parts of it that, you know, that are absurd. Uh, Argento makes it work. And so I give it a three and a half. I mean, it's not, it's, it's not his best stuff. I mean, we'll get into that eventually. No, it's not his best, but it's still pretty good. It's, it's still very good. It's definitely not, uh, uh, any of his weaker uh, stuff, even though you've said that uh, he can do no wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I haven't seen one less than a three. That's all right. I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I give a, one, a three is not so bad. Whatever. I Yep. True. Three is like it. So I give this a three and a half and I would say I... I would recommend this to horror fans. I would say peel it back. It's it's a it's a mild week peel it back because it has so much uh fantasy elements in it with oh. the insects and stuff like that. Some people uh would find it hard to get into. Um but I would still recommend it to most people. I would say peel it back. And I'm assuming you would as well. Of course, and anyone listening to the show, I mean, you're a horror fan to begin with, you better fucking watch this movie. (laughs) Oh, 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 or else. (laughs) I'm just saying, if you like horror movies, get on this shit, because I I really don't think you're going to be disappointed. You've heard the worst (coughs) parts of it, and you've heard the best parts. Yeah, no, it's... The best parts far outweigh the worst. It's the most fucking fucking unique movie uh, in the slasher giallo genre that you've ever seen. Because yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's just unique. I mean, you've heard, you've heard us talk about it. It's fucking unique. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But watch it. It's it's enjoyable. You know. Yep. Sit Absolutely. Sit back one night by yourself or with friends or whatever. Check it out, man. It's fucking peel it back. Watch this movie. You know, if you don't like it, you don't like it. But you know, it, it it's recommended as far as I'm concerned. Yep. I recommend it. Absolutely. Peel back. So, uh, with that said, uh, we're going to take a little break and then we'll be back with something that we like to call the terror. Well, welcome to the terror dome. That's right, motherfuckers. Welcome to the Terra Dome. Uh, thank you, Chuck D and Flava Flav. You can now exit the building. You know, we'll pay your fees later. But it's been a pleasure. Welcome, everyone, to the Terra Dome. Woohoo! Thanks, public motherfucking enemy. Dropping science for over 20 years. Loving that shit. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, if you guys don't know, uh, this is where we take uh, the villains of the movies that we were just talking about, 
and we place them in the Terror Dome to a battle to the bloody death to see who's going to be victorious. And this one, we got a unique one. We've never been <laughs> in, a, in a situation like this. It's always been, uh, not always, but it's never been a female upon female Terror Dome. Ever. <laughs> this is our fucking first cat fight. Man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. First cat fight. Cat so we fight. <laughs> Yeah. Because <laughs> because if they're wrestling at any moment they might kiss. <laughs> oh, that's right. They just might. <laughs> they yeah. just might. So we got um uh we got the 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 crazy the crazy uh dance instructor from Murder Rock. Uh what what's her name? Candace. Candace, okay. Mm-hmm. We got Candace from Murder Rock, and she's bad shit crazy. Uh, then we got uh, the fucking, you know, the crazy instructor uh, from Phenomena, and and what what's her name? What's her name? Miss Buckner. Miss Buckner, yes. Oh, nice. Miss Buckner. She's already got an advantage. Uh, <laughs> she's not known by. By her first name, it's only Miss Buckner. Oh, that's an advantage right there. Uh, But no, seriously. Okay, so we put these two bitches in the Terror Dome. And they're going to fight to the death. And let's look at their physicality. Round one. Fight! I have to say that this is probably a clear toss-up. Yeah. Uh, uh, with their physicality, I mean, like they—they they never really overcome uh, anyone in either of these movies. Uh, they, you know, um, they're not uh, challenged. No, never. Uh, the chick, right. the chick in Murder Rock, she just you know chloroforms all the victims, and and the and the uh, Mrs. Buckner in Phenomena, she only attacks like fifteen-year-old girls. So, I mean, really, their physicality should never come into play in this. But uh, I tell you, I think Candace, you know, she's a dancer. She's younger. Oh. And she's in better shape. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Don't you think? No, absolutely. I yeah. didn't think of that. Okay, yeah. yeah she, Miss she's a, a little older. And, yeah, she's a dancer. She's in better shape. Yeah. Absolutely. She's, she's a dance okay. instructor. She's a fucking... If she didn't have an injury earlier in her life, she would be a fucking... You know, she'd be one of the Rockettes or something like that. Okay, she, well... She's physically fit. We could at least say that. But does that injury put her on the same level well, as Mrs. Buckner? I mean, or does that give, it her, give her an advantage? It probably... You know, levels the playing field a little bit because it's enough to, uh, you know, it's enough to keep her out of the dancer's spotlight. So, right. I guess it's enough that it. I mean, there's no noticeable limp or anything like that. She just can't, you know, do fucking spectacular dancing moves. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know how much that comes into play for a battle, but I guess it might wane a little. I think that might actually level the playing field. I would say that it would level the playing field. But I bet she has more stamina. Okay, so that gives her a leg up. I oh, small, small. Okay, a small. Okay, okay. So let's let's go ahead and give her the point on this one. Uh, yeah, let's give her. Uh, it, it gives her enough. Yeah, it, it gives her enough to be 
to be to be uh, a leg up uh, on Mrs. Buckner. Now, um, okay, so moving into uh, the second round of weaponry. Fight! Uh, now that is a clear advantage, I think, because if you're battling someone to the death, are you gonna have a fucking hat pin? Are you gonna have a knife on the end of a cane, you know, in a spear-like fashion? Don't forget the chloroform. Oh, brother. Oh, you're right, I did forget. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a pin, but first she knocks him the fuck out with chloroform and a cloth. Yeah. Now, that would actually kind of be an interesting fight. I, I would purchase a ticket to see one woman fight another woman. One woman's probably about... Well, e- either way, yeah. Another, okay? <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. I'll watch any cat fight, yes. I agree. Sure, but yeah. But picture that. One woman's probably 15 to 20 years older than the other one. She has a nice, long fucking spear weapon that she made herself that, that that's cool and shit. And she can do some real damage with it. And the other woman is younger, a little more agile, and has chloroform on a bottle and a cloth. And then when she knocks somebody out, she fucking sticks him in the heart with that long-ass needle. The question is, can she get close enough to the girl with the spear to knock her out with the chloroform? That's really what it all comes down to. I'm going to go with no. I'm going to go with no also. Yeah, I have to go with no because... Yeah, I would see it being close, but at the same time, she has the reach uh, with that staff. You know, with the knife on the end, I think she can keep anyone away from her that she wants to, and uh, and, and that would give her an advantage. I, I think so. Yeah, and she's pretty fucking handy with it because you got to think about what she does. She oh gets God! Somebody, right? I mean, the the, the deaths and, and the phenomena, the the things that she does. She's Are, uh, she's yeah. right on. She's not pointing with that tool. I yeah, mean, she's not fucking around. I mean. No. The, uh, uh, what's her name in Murder Rock? Uh, she, yeah, is really meticulous and takes right. her time, even when her victim is passed out. It's like, right. oh my god, <laughs> just fucking kill her already. You know who cares? Right. Right. So, yeah, I, 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 I think you're right. Uh, um, so <laughs> we definitely, <clears throat> excuse me, have to give the point to uh, <laughs> what. Uh, what's her name? Mrs. Fucking, uh... Buckner. Yeah, Mrs. Buckner. Uh, <laughs> and fucking Phenomena. I think that's gotta go to her, uh, in, in, in that round. So, uh, that really only leaves one round, and that is Intelligence. Fight. Now, okay, this is another tough one. It's... Yeah. I mean, I would almost view them both on the same playing field. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Which one is more crazy? I think that's what you got to evaluate. Is Fuck. It, they both seem out of their minds, but which one is more uh, uh, murderous or vindictive or, or whatever, malicious in the thought process? I, 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 I don't know. I hear you. That's a tough one. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. They're both fucking batshit crazy. I think. 
Yeah. But who who presents themselves as being more normal? Okay, there we go. That that's how we. That's what it, it is. Out. I mean, yeah. It's just like yeah. in normal life. There's a lot of crazy. I won't say women. There's a lot of crazy people walking around out there. But who is able to pass themselves off more as normal? That's what it really. That that that's what's important. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, so. Uh, see. <laughs> Jeez. I, I... They both are are pretty even because they're both like. Well, Bruckner is the number two, right? Because the number one is yep. uh, the is, is the headmistress. Yep. And um, what do you call it? Bruckner and what's what's a uh, Candace? Candace is uh, she came in and kind of took over the uh, the position at the dance studio. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of beef there, and she has a little bit of beef. Oh, hold on, hold the fuck on. She hooks up with a guy that she dreamt about killing her and dates him seriously. Boom, 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 ding, 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 ding. Fucking game over. That woman is fucking out there. Yeah, she's uh, fucking nuts. Yeah. Denise Bruckner didn't let any dick fucking interfere with her shit whatsoever. True. Yeah, absolutely. So she's not going to be distracted in order to take over, uh, uh, you know, the murder rock lady. Right, that's it, man. She fucking Bruckner gets down to the matter at hand. And that's it. And the other one, she's got too many fucking issues about her injury, and she's not dancing, and, and these dancers are better than her, and the old boyfriend, and what happened with the hit and run. The other woman has one problem. Her son's fucking deformed and, and, and is fucking maniacal, as is she. But, you know, you wouldn't suspect it till the end. Where the other woman clearly has issues throughout the movie. Oh, she's got a lot of issues. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And w- would that mean that this is our first uh, <laughs> fucking uh, winner-take-all uh, terror dome? Where somebody just fucking queers every category? No, hold on a second. Wait a minute, what'd I miss? The girl t- because what's her- Candace took the first category, didn't she? Because she's yeah. younger, and well, we have intelligence, we have weaponry, and we have um, physicality. Physicality. She took physicality because of her youth. Did we didn't give that she? to her? Or oh, did we God give it a tie? It. I know we didn't give it to Bruckner. I'll tell you that. So it was at least a tie. Yeah. Okay. I think we may have given it to uh, to Candace because she was younger and more agile, being a yep. dancer. Still. Because of okay. Age. So but that's good. Her. That's good. I. I, I... I didn't want to sweep. So no, there's, that, there's been no sweeps. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. Okay, good. So, clearly, though, Mrs. Buckner, uh, because she's less crazy and because she has a better weapon, she would she would definitely take out uh, uh, What's-Her-Fuck from Murder Rock. Yes, yes, Miss uh, Candace. Yeah. Candace. I, I keep wanting to say Veronica. I don't know why. <laughs> Candace, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. So, boom. I think, yeah, with that weapon, you know, and she's she's less distractible, I think, is the way to go. Candace, yeah. you know, she's just fucking all over the map. You can fucking, you know, you know, do a helicopter dick in front of her, and she's going to freak out. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Mrs. Buckner is clearly going to take this terror dome. I mean, yeah, yep. hands down. I mean, that was probably the fastest terror dome we've ever been through. But, yeah, she's definitely going to take it. Uh, so hats off to her. Holy shit. Now. Yeah. Yeah. She's badass. 
Now, uh, on the ongoing <laughs> King of the Hill Terror Dome, where where is she gonna? Yeah, no, she's definitely not not gonna last. Madman's fucking squashing her ass. Yep, <laughs> yep, Madman's gonna take her ass. So uh, eventually, Madman's gonna have a challenge, and it's gonna be good to talk about. But it, it's fucking certainly. Not this, this. It's not this. I'm telling you, we gotta watch fucking uh, Friday, no. Friday seven. I no, think. it doesn't count. We can't have fucking what do you call it? No, like, you're right. We can't our, on our uh, walkthroughs. Yeah, we, we can't have, have franchises. No. Yes, yeah. but eventually, you know, there's gonna be an undiscovered talent that's gonna come out of the out of the woodwork and and upset the madman. Please and please, listeners, send in. Tell us who can fucking beat the madman. In the Terror Dome, we want to know BananaWazer at gmail.com. Please send us an email. Post it on our Facebook page. uh, Drop us a voicemail at whatever the telephone number that is. 314-720-8842. We want to hear your opinions on these ridiculous movies that we love. Yes, we want to put new titles on the wheel. For, yeah. for our walkthroughs, you know. Absolutely. So if you yeah. got a good villain, let's fucking at least stick him on the wheel. Maybe he'll maybe he'll get selected for the freaking the king of the hill or or, or what have you. Let's you know. Absolutely. Let yeah. us fill us in. We're fucking all ears, man. You know we don't know everything here. We know very little actually. <laughs> we know <laughs> we know very little. We just like to watch movies and uh, <laughs> yeah. So. uh with that, that is the conclusion of the Terror Dome, and that is the conclusion of Banana Laser for this time. We love it. We love talking to you guys. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Dave, do you have anything to say to these assholes before we leave? Anything to say before? Well, this is usually your department. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to say. No, not really. I, I have lots to say, but I'm going to sum it up quickly. And say thank you for the support, and yep. uh, you know, hope hope these shows aren't running too long for you guys. And please, like we can't stress it enough, we'd like some feedback about the show itself. We have a lot of fun on the pages on Facebook and everything else, but give us an email, give us a fucking voicemail. Don't forget the contest and weigh in. We want to hear what you have to say. If we're doing something right, tell us. If we're doing something wrong, tell us. And don't forget about the contest. And um, you know, thank you once again. And, you know, we're going to keep on keeping on as long as you keep tuning in. So, Absolutely. Yep. And so with that, we are going to get out of here. Uh, don't forget to, like Dave said, uh, send us a voicemail for the contest to win a Skeleton Crew t-shirt that I made myself. I mean, come on, guys. My blood, Uh-oh. sweat, tears, and maybe even my semen are on these <laughs> shirts. So check them out. Uh, so with that, uh, I leave you with a thought to ponder, uh, banana laser. I mean, what the fuck is that? See you later, fuckers. Give a daddy, chief.